0: And welcome to episode 172, take two <laughs> oh. of the most LAFC podcast on earth. That's right. This is Defenders of the Bank. And yes, you know my voice. I am the Scarf, J.R. Liebert. And we are back in world famous Philmonster Studios. A slight leak but it's not in the studios. More on that in a moment. Here in beautiful Burbank, California, you heard the meh of one Christian Philly Philemon. There are three of us, though, today in Philemonster Studios. We are very excited, but first again, I give you Christian Philly Philemon. To quote,
1: once again, the great KRS-One, if you don't know me by now, I doubt you'll ever know me. I never won a Grammy. Maybe I'll win a Tony. Maybe not. Probably not. Most definitely not. Now, what's going on, everybody? As Scarf mentioned, this is episode 170. What? Two. 2.2. 2. And there's a reason <laughs> for it. There is. I said something to Casey, who is our guest. Hi, Casey. And to JR, words that I hope to never say to my wife. This has never happened to me before. Oh, boy. And what I mean by that is, we literally had an episode a great two and a half hour episode it of really us was, two and a half chuckling hours. along. We had Christopher Walken appearances. We had game analysis. We had rants, raves, lunatics screaming and yelling, coughing and screaming. It was glorious. But for whatever reason, an hour and 20 minutes of it got cut off. And from an hour and 22 minutes of it, it starts for J- from JR referring to a certain person who we'll talk about later's nipples. But more on, wow. that, more on that later. I am taking up too much time talking about nonsense. We welcome back Casey Garcia, the president of the 3252. But more importantly, our friend and you coming back again today really makes me feel like we're <laughs> friends now, man.
2: You really didn't have to delete the first half of the podcast to get me to hang out again with you.
0: <laughs> it's never happened to me. Look, before. I'm just excited that we get to bring back my favorite hashtag in all of Defenderdom, hashtag blame Philly. I God mean, that's, dang it. that's my favorite thing in the whole world right now. I, hate it. I completely forgot about that. Right? So, look, anytime I get to bring that back, that's a win. Philly, by the way, look, uh, we're going to. We're going to peel back the curtain. You guys know what we do here on Defenders of the Bank. Most podcasts. You blame Philly, they, apparently. You no, know, we do that. Yeah, they operate like the uh, Wizard of Oz. They operate behind a curtain. They don't peel things back as much as we do. Look, if you listen to the last hour and what, 20 minutes or so of our podcast, which again was the take one and it was the part two of take one, it was a whole thing, right? We lost an hour. You may hear some jokes that might not make any sense after we're re-recording this first hour. We had a whole thing on Christopher Walken because apparently I said something that sounded just like Christopher Walken. I said now, and then everybody made me do my Christopher Walken, which now that I hear it more sober, is not as good as it may have been before. But two mice fall into a bucket of cream.
1: Yeah, no, it's still just as funny. Either way,
0: there are Christopher Walken jokes that you might not get. There's all kinds of inside jokes about, I don't know, crotches and nipples and other stuff that we'll get back to later. And and more cowbell. But it's all because of our incredible experience with Casey, who did invite us yesterday. Again, we are re-recording this now Sunday. October, what is it, seventeenth? Is that what happened? At ten day? oh two AM. Oh my goodness. Nice and bright and early. Thank you to Noah's for your Noah's for their bagels. Come uh,
1: bust a move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's, it's-
0: Noah's arcade, but they have bagels here. Uh, look, we were able to sand stand sand? Stand. stand, stand on <laughs> I might need surface. to sand some roof. On the surface of the sun in the uh, north end for the game for the very first time. For me, it was my first 90 minutes. Philly, you've had the pleasure of being in the north end a couple of times now. But it was my very first time in the north end. And we were literally right next to the capo stand where Casey and Tony and so many other great capos and junior capos were there. It was really cool to be able to be a part of that for the full 90 minutes. Casey, thank you for inviting us on a day where it was 115 degrees out there in the North End. That was, I have a feeling you were saving that one for us. We appreciate that. Uh, I am more red than usual. I am sunburned for the first time in quite a while, which is nice because I don't know the last time I was outside long enough to actually get a sunburn. Thanks, COVID. But look, we're going to talk an awful lot about our experience in the North End for the ninety the minutes. So <laughs> you were going to say in the Netherlands, it was <laughs> it was incredible. You guys, I'm look I. I'm now that I have showered and now that I've had a couple of hours of sleep. So it really was us oh yesterday. My God. I was
1: thinking I need to get some glaze like at it here. was, And
0: look, we'll, we'll talk about how we were super bummed for a minute because we thought we might've missed our only chance at a beer shower because we've watched LAFC play this season, <laughs> but that was luckily not the case. Uh, look, it was a. It was supposed to be a really fun sports day in Los Angeles. All around last night, while we were recording, the Dodger game was going on. Did not end well. Austin Riley with the game-winning hit, three-two Braves. Bleah. I don't think you'll find a team that Philly and I hate more as Mets fans than the Braves. Dodger fans, hop on that hatred of the Met, of the Braves bandwagon. No, don't hate the Mets. Don't hate, the Mets. hate well, the Mets. No one hates the Mets. That's like hating the
1: Mets me. can hate the Mets That's because the it. Mets have been playing like they hate the Mets.
0: And then, of course. We were watching the Galaxy Portland result come in and an awful foul. Dear God, I I was so frustrated to watch that foul in the box, Sasha Kleshton burying the PK, which 2-1 victory for the Galaxy. So look, we'll talk about this too. The results have stopped breaking our way. I think that's something we might have mentioned in the last hour and 20 minutes of the podcast. But that being said, we have the president of 3052KC right here with us. Casey, let me, let me ask you, we, we talked about this in take one, and I want to ask you about it here on take two. <laughs> Having the, the sun literally be a part of the North End, it, was, it couldn't touch the metal. Obviously, there's no place to sit down, which was perfect because everything was on fire. But in all of the times that you have been a capo and all your, your experiences in the North End at the bank, has it ever been that hot before? And, and why did you choose this game for us?
2: First of all, (laughs) I gave you guys an open invite to whichever game you guys wanted to. Just let me know. And you chose this one? We did. That's on you guys. Yes, it is. Two, this is, it was probably the second or third hottest time in the North End before. The first one that really sticks out is a Mother's Day game a couple years ago. Okay. Absolutely terrible. It was so bad. So we have a little bit of experience, lots of water, lots of hydration going on, but... Yeah, it was definitely a hot one yesterday.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you I, still look like a sun-dried tomato, well, although a washed and clean one. Now. Thank
0: you. Yeah, it turns out. A little, a little sunburned from where I was sitting yesterday. But, by the way, shout out to Apple Pay. $1 bottles of water really helped out in the North End. I know I, I watched them bring in cases of water to the Capo stand. It's And again, it's incredible to watch what the Capos do from a distance where we sit. Look, we know we sit in Founders Club. We are not part of the North End on a regular basis. But watching the energy, watching the feel, watching everything that happens on the Capo stand from that far away is one thing. But I had the pleasure of being directly next to the Capo stand upon which Casey and several others stand on and, and lead the chants and cheers from. It is a whole different experience watching the Capos and being a part of the the North End and feeling the energy, the enthusiasm, and and really the rhythm of what it takes and what it means to be a part of all that. And it was great. I look over to my right and our, our buddy Tony. Uh, I'm staring at a shirtless Tony. His his crotch mere inches from my face as he is. I thought his, it was his nipples. No, crotch. those were a little higher. Casey's crotch was a little further away. There was there it was there was a lot. A lot, a lot of dude parts. So you happened. were sandwiched between crotch and nipples. There was a lot going on there, but you know Why what? I wouldn't, you had have, such a good day? wouldn't have traded that view for anything in the world. We had a <laughs> great time. You and, heard that, right? You heard that. The, the other thing is, I'm just ignoring it. I'm going, Philly. You and I were a couple rows up from field level. Why were we still looking eye to eye with Jamal Blackman? That man is so tall. That is a huge keeper. oh without without a doubt, the tallest
1: keeper in LAFC history. I think Pablo and Tyler walked around at a whopping six foot four. Jamal Blackman six 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 seven. But you know when they list him, they they aren't always entirely accurate. Like I knew Allen Iverson was listed as six foot, but in reality, that dude was like. 5'10". I stood by him. But yeah. Jamal Blackman, no doubt that he is a tall guy. And as Panda and I were leaving the bank, that area where the players come out of with their cars, it was interesting. We got to see Cheeky. We got to see uh, Sifu. We got to see a bunch of people like roll out of there in their cars. And you could tell who got a raise over the course of the last couple of years of <laughs> the cars they were driving. But Jamal Blackman, he, he just walked right out of like the parking structure himself. And I don't know if he went to go get himself one of like those scooters or whatever, but he was around us and yeah, looking up, I mean, his, his that purple hair was practically blocking out the sun. He's that tall.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and I, I do want to mention something that we got to do before the match started, which was one of the coolest things that, that I could have ever imagined doing. And it means an awful lot to uh, everybody here at Defenders of the Bank. It was, I think they allowed it for, it was either first responders, frontline workers, whatever the case may be, Uh, Nina working for the Boys and Girls Club, working with kids on a regular basis. I'm a teacher. I teach math and Latin to middle schoolers. And of course, we've had the well-documented privilege of uh, talking about Amanda and her service at Cedar sinai as a nurse and her service as a service person. Her service as a
1: service person. Yes,
0: she was serving. So she's a service woman. There you go. Who was she serving? The country.
1: All right, there we go. I just, just want to make sure we, we, we reiterated that. We're still
0: that. trying to figure out how Philly got there down on the field. To, he, he.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Like, like I was asked, so you're, you're a healthcare worker? You're an essential worker? And I looked at him dead in the eye and I was like, I'm not an essential worker by, by any means. Because what I do is, you could argue that moving money around is essential, but it's not essential for people's health. Right. I mean, actually it kind of is now that I think, but you know what? Screw it. I am essential, sure. but not as essential as Panda. I love my wife. Right. She's great. And, and I'm not saying this because she's in the other room and mad at the fact that we do have a leak in the ceiling.
0: No, you said it on take one of the podcast as well. So you must actually love her. Nicely I do. Though. I do. I don't know look, what she sees in me. That maybe. being said, we got to hold the American flag during the national anthem. And obviously with Amanda's time in the service, Philly, how many, was it one or two years she served? How long did she serve again? Uh, 15. 15 years. One, five, she probably. got to go to Al
1: Nazaria. For those of you who don't know, it's, that's Iraq.
0: Yeah. There's, and supposedly it was oh, nice that
1: time of year when she went.
0: It, it was probably just as hot as we were in the North End <laughs> during this last game. Look, it's it's incredible to be able to do that. It's a big honor for me. My my father served in the Navy, so to be able to go out there and to hold the flag and, and to support our country. And and what I will say is this, standing right next to the North End as they were saying in the national anthem, it's pretty powerful to hear all of those voices in the look up. And, and it really, you know, it kind of struck me as something I thought about on the way home last night as I was lamenting the fact that we had lost an hour of solid gold on the podcast. But one thing I, d- I didn't mention that I wanted to make sure I did, when you look up in the North End and you see all the different faces, all the different people, all the different cultures, and they are all singing the national anthem, I know that, you know, a lot of people think like, well, why did we sing the national anthem before every single game? And, you know, not, not any other sports or not many other countries do this. I think in the faces of the people that we saw and were chanting with for 90 minutes, that, that's why, right? Like that's why we honor our country because it's, it's, it is what it is for so many different people. And I just hope that it becomes, you know, the, the, the. The freedom and the play, the haven of of goodwill and freedom that it should be for everybody. We're hoping we get back to that. I'm going to get off my soapbox right now, but it was thank really, you. <laughs> it was really, really cool to be able to hold the flag. Uh, a big thank you to LAFC for making that happen. To a big thank you to obviously Casey and everyone who's extended invitations to us in the North End. But let's talk, let's get into the, the nuts and bolts, the, the meats and bones, if you will, of episode 172, This Day in LAFC History. And this will be a quick one. You guys remember Carlos Vela? I remember Carlos Vela.
1: I remember when he cared.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, not to say that he wow. doesn't care. Shots, but... we're, we're back. It's it's morning. Yeah, I haven't Yahtzee. slept much. All right. Uh, there, there was a picture, by the way, posted on the Instagrams of Chofis and Vela. After the match, they were you know, saying, or maybe it was before the match. I don't know. It was, So Vela was there.
1: What I do like is Vela's grown his hair back. And he when is. he had a whole beautiful head of hair, he we were doing really well.
0: Yeah. Look, we're, we're actually going to talk about Carlos Vela in another minute, too. But this day in Alex history, of course, the game happened on the 16th of October. This on the 16th of October in 2018, Carlos Vela named 2018 MLS Player of the Week for Week 33- More on Players of the Week and Teams of the Week in just a second. And now... Today, on take two, it is the 17th of October. And on 17th of October, 2018, LAFC and Stephen Betashore coming together to release MLS's first ever Farsi player t-shirt. Shout out to our buddy, Matthew Bari, who we got to hang out with that night. And Stephen Betashore, one of the nicest humans that we have ever had come through this club. You
1: literally say that about everybody, Scarf.
0: Stephen Betashore is extremely nice. He is. We love Stephen Betashore. But, but who
1: is the nicest person? Because I've heard this like on 20 episodes.
0: I mean... A lot of different people can. Right now, it's KC because we made him come back two days in a row. So <laughs> so there's that.
1: Yes,
3: that's Look, true. Look,
0: we, we had a great time with Steven. He's having a great time in Colorado with our friend Mark <laughs> Anthony K. right now. Also, today we got a couple of birthdays. I want to say happy birthday to Ray, but on the 17th of October in 1979, and the first time we did this podcast, I, I made a, a joke about that being uh, Amanda's favorite band, the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm not going to make that joke. We're not going to sing about it this time, oh, but happy birthday to John Thornton, co-president of LAFC and a man who has four more U.S. men's national team caps than the three of us in this room, which is pretty flipping cool. That is this day in LAFC history, and for some reason Philly has picked up his guitar. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This this will be fun. We're gonna. There. There you go. All right. hey, I'm Head sorry, Philly. Head, Head of the game. News and notes. Philly, Casey. We got to give a I was big back congratulations. Guitar playing. I'm
1: so much better than that. That was
0: not great. Congratulations to Mamadou Fall <laughs> on making the team of the week for the week 29 of the 2021 MLS season. Philly, Casey, we've got Carlos Vela, Brian Rodriguez, Edward Azuesta, Eddie Segura. We had Diego Rossi, who scored today for Fenerbahce, by the way. We got all these great players. And yet a teenager who was playing in the Mont Verde Academy in high school just like six months ago. Mamadou Fall is the only player on LAFC this season to now be named to the team of the week three times. The only player named to the team of the week three times coming into the season. Not a single one of us in this room, not a single one of us in Los Angeles, I would imagine. Knew the name, Mamadou Fall. Casey, you're right there in the North End. You get to see some of his heroics, both on the back line of our defense and on set pieces. What has Mamadou Fall meant this season to the Black and Gold?
2: I think he's definitely been the story of the year so far, right? Outside of Vela's absence, uh, he's literally exploded onto the scene, jumping out of the building for those headers on set pieces. Uh, making those timely tackles on the back line, he's been such a revelation. We're very happy he's here.
0: Yeah, high school kid, man.
1: Philly- yeah, he goes from prom to the pitch. I mean, that's a pretty cool story right. in its own right. But he does. He's one of those players again, coming out of high school that that plays with his hair on fire. And and what I mean by that is a p- passion. I mean, yeah, th- the sport is about passion. The North End is about passion. LFC supporters, us, we're all about passion. To see a kid. Get rewarded for playing with passion. I mean, those aerial headers, the fact that he's made Team of the Week on multiple occasions, wow. Anytime we sign a player that's not a big name, you can see it within the forums. Oh, God, what are we doing? Right. We're signing another this, another that. Who, who the, is that guy? But Mama Fall was one of those players that you can totally say thank you to the scouting team for finding a gem. And that's exactly what he's been, a passionate gem. And we are so excited collectively to know that he's a member of our team.
0: Yeah, one of three members with Montverde ties. Obviously, Mohamed Traore and Miche Galena, the other two players with Montverde ties. Here's the crazy part, Philly. And we've had very little success on Team of the Weeks. This year, especially in compared to seasons past, we got Jose C. Fuentes and Edward Atuesta who have also made Team of the Week twice. That's no surprise. Both those guys are extremely talented. But two other names that I was shocked to see have also made Team of the Week twice this season for LAFC, that being Carlos Vela and Eddie Segura, only because they've barely played this season. and It it goes to underscore how much talent that we have been missing all year due to injury and everything else. Philly... We know that KC is going to be heading up to Minnesota next weekend. We might have to try and make a plan to head out to Minnesota Philly for the 2022 All-Star game. Allianz Field will be the host of next year's All-Star game. We got to hang out at this year's All-Star game. Very much fun because it was at Bank of California Stadium. Of course, Allianz Field, one of the newer stadiums in MLS and home to the Wonderwall out there. And KC, this is going to be next week, your first time heading out to Minnesota. Is that correct?
2: My second time, actually. That's
0: right. It's your second time. <laughs> Clearly, you weren't paying attention during the first take. Time. Good Lord. Take two. <laughs> so, Casey, your second time heading to Minnesota. <laughs> Good Lord, JR. Get it together. What would you think of Allianz Field in Minnesota the first time?
2: It's a beautiful field. The stadiums, internally, it's very beautiful. It looks a lot like the bank. Okay. A uh, very similar setup, very similar structure. The only thing they have that I wish we had was like a beer hall.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know, in I the heard south end, we used to have one of those connected to our stadium. I don't know. I remember, rest in peace, the fields.
1: Huh. <laughs> Hashtag RIP free play. Oh. My
0: goodness. <laughs> oh, oh.
2: But were some crazy nights, crazy times at Free Play after matches.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I missed
1: that so much. You would have multiple options. So everybody now goes to Sunset and Sunset, for lack of a better term, is a poop show. You gotta wait forever to get a drink or, as you experienced the other day, sometimes you just gotta wait forever to get in. It's crazy. At least with Free Play, you were able to kind of mix half the crowds. People want to go up there, sure. People want to go elsewhere to party and play that Ninja Turtle game. You know, I miss Free Play so
0: much. I missed our our drinks, bro. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Oh, man, do I miss the Julius Peppers. Look, we know that Minnesota having a really good season this year behind keeper Tyler Miller and his 11 now clean sheets. would which it be is behind or in front of? It, well, the team is playing well <laughs> in front of Tyler. So I'm with you. Okay, there you go. Here is Stump and, in the Scarf. And, and and don't forget, it's also the original home of current Aberdeen legend Christian Ramirez, formerly of the Black and Gold. Six goals, two assists for Aberdeen so far and, on the and and, and
1: that's something? We talked about this during Take 1. As yes. Mets fans, how funny it is when like you have a player on your team, and somehow he goes to another team.
2: And he performs well. Yeah. How many times do we clown the Dodgers? Thank you for uh, Turner.
0: <laughs> I mean, that just goes right. to
1: show you, like the uh, the, the <laughs> amount of talent we have in the front office as the Mets. I mean, I mean, it was him, Scott Kazmir, who we gave you as well. I mean, so many really good players. Did you
0: just mentioned Scott Kazmir. His arm had fallen off by the time we even got rid of him. No, we had him first,
1: and then he—he he was forget it. This, it we're not. Gonna, this isn't a Devil Rays podcast. But 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 the point is, the, the point is, you see, Christian Ramirez doing his thing in Aberdeen, and that's awesome. Scottish right? Premier League. He's going up against giants Celtic and Rangers. Cool stuff. And then obviously you talked about Fenerbahce and and Diego Rossi doing his thing and. Mark Anthony Kay playing much better with Colorado. Yeah, I mean it's just maybe it's a stigma of just being in a big market, now, whether it's New York or L.A. That's just what seems to happen. Players leave those markets and, st- and tend to do
0: better. Or small markets like Nashville. Walker Zimmerman, we miss you so, 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 so much.
1: Oh, Walker! All right, look. Who wears more hair ties, him or Sally?
0: Oh wow, wow! I mean, Walker's got a beautiful head of hair. That's I'm jealous. That's a lot of man on that lion right there. My I was friend.
1: trying, but a man. I hated my. We won't call it a man bun. She called it like a man. What twig? Yeah,
0: she called it a man sprig.
1: Sprig. Oh gosh, <laughs> man <laughs> sprig. It's, it's it's not that small. It was like
0: you know little, man, those little those little troll know, dolls never those, happened to me before. Those tiny those tiny little rubber bands on those little troll dolls. That's what it kind of looked like when Philly. But had you didn't like on. it when I had the pigtails that one day. No, not even a little bit. Although if Anybody wants to see a photo of that? I've got one here. That's uh-huh. that'll be fun. Yeah, to put yeah on hashtag blackmail. All right. So look, we mentioned this on take one. I'm going to say it again. I am still jealous of one Max Breto's because he got to do something <laughs> that I've lived my life wanting to do, and that's that he got to partner with Farmer John with something. <laughs> on Tuesday, October 5th, Max Breto's, the voice of the Black and Gold, teamed up with Farmer John to donate over a quarter million servings of protein to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank to fight. Community hunger. And according to the article, which was written by the people over at Farmer John, in a typical month before the pandemic, the food bank provided sustenance to 300,000 adults, seniors, and children through its network and distribution programs. But that number has now tripled since pandemic. Roughly 900,000 people served over the course of a month. The donation will provide valuable center of the plate nourishment to those in need and help the food bank maintain their current high volume of food distribution. So again, just another way that this club, this community is a force for good partnering with the LA Regional Food Bank it's it's such a cool thing to be able to say about our community and our club so many times about how they're they're helping to make things better in the community and again Max Broas got to partner with Farmer John.
1: So um, there's no doubt you've guys seen the meme of the person getting a lot of frankfurters it's thrown a, her direction. Okay. I said this take one, we got to create the meme. Scarf, you oh it's perfect. You can sit there, right? And I will just empty out a bag of Farmer John's and it'll just rain sausages on you. That would be awesome. We make a meme out of it thank and, you. And, and make a dollar off every time it's used.
0: I, I mean, thank you. All right, I don't even know what
2: just. I know, take one. we were doing defenders after dark, but I don't know if we're able to say that at ten twenty in the morning. <laughs> morning
0: <laughs> right? I mean, we are. We, <laughs> oh, we are having
2: man. bourbon at this point. So you
0: are. No correction. You are having bourbon at this point. Well, you're
2: mean, having a, a Sam
1: Adams. Dude, nice, is, always a good choice.
0: It's a Jacko Pumpkin Ale. Lots of <laughs> lots of nutmeg and spices in this Samuel Adams. A little little too much for me. A little bit. You've got some. We're talking about Mama Do Fall on 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 the pod. Now you he's have not fall drink. in in your hand. Yeah, he's not old enough to drink. Uh, congrats to Tony Leone and Christian Torres for Tree's u U20 national team call up. They have called in both Christian Torres and Tony Leone over the international break. Philly, they got to travel to Marbella, Spain to play <laughs> in two huge nice. friendlies. And I mentioned this before we did the pod last night. I hadn't done the research, still haven't done the research on how those two games went the October 9th friendly against England and the October 11th friendly against France. But we do know that Leone scored in a Recent friendly for El Trez U twenty the last time they were back in Marbella, Spain. So let's hope they do well. Uh, As of right now, we gave a little Diego Rossi Fenerbahce update. It's League number one Fenerbahce against League number two Trabzonspor and down a man, and they're going to have to play that way for about seventy minutes. Diego Rossi opened the scoring for Fenerbahce, and I will say this again: every match that I have actually watched of Fenerbahce this season. Every single match that I have seen them play, Diego Rossi has been their best player and most of the time the best player on the pitch. So congrats to Diego Rossi for yet another Turkish league goal. It is 1-1 in about the 61st minute right now. Fenerbahce and Trabzonspor And let's get to a very quick Las Vegas Lights update. I promise this won't take nearly as long as the last one. Apparently, the USL does not take an international break, as the Las Vegas Lights had not one or two, but three matches since we last recorded a pod on October 3rd. On Friday, October 8th, the Las Vegas Lights took on Los Gross Galaxy 2 at home (laughs) at Cashman Field. Unfortunately, they dropped the result one nothing. So the Lights lose to Los Gross On Wednesday. I like that. Los October, Gross. Thank you. You just came up with that? I mean, I like, came up with it last night, but yes. Uh, no, on I, was, Wednesday, I, was, I was acting
1: like we didn't record a podcast. No, pod last I know. Night. I'm just
0: giving you a hard time. On Wednesday, October 13th, the Lights traveled. Hashtag blame Philly, The Lights traveled to Tacoma to take on the Defiance. And here it is, everybody, the moment we have been waiting for, for 78 days, 14 matches, for the first time since July 27, behind a Bruce Elmes-Mari goal in the 46th minute they held on. No, the Lights no, win. No, way. no, no way, no way, no the way, Lights no way. Behind U.S. Men's National Team legend and now U.S. Soccer Hall of Famer, Stevie Chirondolo, as the head coach, the Lights finally win a match for the first for the first time in forever. Yeah,
1: but let's uh, let's done for let's do one of these. What have you done for me lately? All right. So then sentence. they had to play
0: the Phoenix Rising, and it went very, very, very badly. The
1: Phoenix Rising could more than likely beat FC Cincinnati and Austin. They I, are a good team. Look,
0: they are a team that has MLS aspirations. Let me. They ask you, should be in the uh, league, Casey. Yeah. Let me ask you. You've you've been able to be at a lot of these independent supporters council meetings and. Has there ever been any talk or any push by by the USL, Phoenix Rising, anything like that?
2: I'm pretty sure Phoenix is interested in a spot. I think they were interested the same time Sacramento was. Sure. I truly believe Phoenix should be in the league someday. Someday soon, I was hoping with all the expansions coming, Phoenix would get one because they have star ownership. They have a decent team for where they play. They have a supporter section that's trying. Yeah. To do the right things, they're on the right path. Yeah. And it's caught notice around around the league, around the nation, and I'm just very interested in what they're doing in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, look, they are, and they're ahead in the table in their division, and in all of USL by like
1: what 127 points. Yeah, or something, something like
0: ridiculous that. like that. And it's like the gap. You know, look, Philly and I are Mets fans, but it, it's always kind of fun to watch the AL East, like the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, because those are three really, really good teams. And then you look down at the bottom and see how the Orioles are doing, and they're like 53 and a half games back or something stupid. That's pretty much what it's like for the Las Vegas lights right now compared to Phoenix Rising. But they do have llamas. Look, Phoenix absolutely whooped on and a the lights pool. six to And two dollar shots at tequila. They do. <laughs> Phoenix won six to three, and they were up three nothing before even the twentieth minute, so that's bad. But there was a little bit of good, Philly. Cal Jennings scored not one, not two, but all three. For the Las Vegas Lights, that's a hat trick, as the kids like to say. Cal Jennings, Philly, it, last five matches of the season, if Brian Rodriguez is healthy and if Chicho Arango is healthy, probably not a lot of minutes. I mean, he's been healthy. Right. I'm saying if they maintain their health. Okay. But probably not a lot of minutes for guys like goal scorer Danny Musovsky. spoiler alert. Hat trick scorer for USL's Las Vegas Lights, Cal Jennings. What do you, what do you think, Cal Jennings? Is he going to get any run for LAFC this season?
1: I don't know, but I think he's definitely uh, making an argument as to why he should maintain a position on the roster. I mean, he was a great collegiate player. He featured for the Indy 11, which is another USL team. That was pretty good. And quite honestly, he's having arguably his best season as a professional athlete right now. So he's putting up numbers for the Las Vegas Lights because, well, well, he's the only one really putting up numbers for the Las Vegas Lights. He is, that's true. But... He's, without a doubt, a great USL talent. The question is, can he transition to the MLS side to do things? But he gets to train with the first team. He has great tutelage in Bob Bradley and Steven Cherundolo. There's no doubt that he will crack the roster and
0: feature. I just don't think it's going to be this season. Yeah. Have you been out uh, to Las Vegas
2: lately yet, Casey? No, but I would love to go to Las Vegas. Oh,
0: man. I mean, yeah, just to go to Las Vegas, right? I have yet to go. You oh, have yet to go. I've been. Philly's been out to the lights. They he, tied then. They did. They did not lose. So no more hashtag Blade. <laughs> Which, Philly if I'm not mistaken, I think stuff. it was Cal Jennings who did score like the goal in that game, yes, too. Yes, Cal Jennings scored in that goal as well. Um, but it's kind of neat, right? Casey, the, the whole idea of what they're doing, right? Bringing the lights on and, and practicing, training,
2: everything with LAFC. It's got to be something kind of unique. It's absolutely unique. It's definitely something that helps the situation, helps the players' development. Being able to have the same two teams or the the MLS team and the USL yeah. team training together, yeah. uh, so coaches are able to work with both sets of players. Bob's more aware of what he has going on on the farm team that they're able to call up if needed. Like I'm assuming that's how we found out about Costamo. Sure. And all the other players who've gone some run with us. And it's good that they train so that the the play styles and the way that they think is all being shared. And everyone should be on the same page as far as tactically and as far as execution goes. That's what practice is for, right? Yeah. I just think the worst part of the setup is the fact that the Las Vegas players have to bust back and forth for all (laughs) their matches.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's got to be hard, right? Because I think Las Vegas kind of views them as a rental, right? Like that we're...
1: The thing that I feel bad about, and like I want, I'm curious as to what you think from a supporter's perspective. The lights were their own thing for a couple of years, okay? And now that the lights are part of LAFC, some of the supporters, from what I've gathered, didn't necessarily take too kindly to that. Like, again, you being part of supporters' culture, the ISC, all that other stuff. Like, what do you hear with that regard?
2: Uh, That's the nature of the beast. Um, I. Me, personally, if another club were to be like, you're our farm team now, I wouldn't necessarily appreciate it as an LAFC supporter, but we have to look at the nature of the business and understand that they are a USL club. It's not the top tier play, and I think having a partnership is more beneficial to them in terms of operations, in terms of cost, in terms of all that, in terms of being able to get talent for your roster because... LAFC has an Academy. I don't know if the lights have an Academy, but now the LAFC gets to send their youngsters to go get some playing time. You get some talented youngsters that you don't necessarily get the chance to work with. Or if someone on LAFC's roster gets an injury and they need to get them some run before. Sure. If if you want to see if they're game ready, you can send them to lights. And I think as far as transactions and the roster goes, I think it's a positive situation for the lights. And to also be able to have, those USL players be able to train with MLS players and see what it's like on a day-to-day to be a professional at the top level in this country.
0: Yeah, and and look, we talk about it with the Quakes, right? Mancha Cucamonga. I've watched Clayton Kershaw in injury rehab starts out there. I, I In that same game, by the way, the starting catcher, which is several years ago, was Will Smith, right? So you're seeing... Really young guys come up, and they could be something really great. Who knows? Bruce elmas Mari in a couple of years. Cal Jennings, whoever it might be, and and like you mentioned, we're able to send guys like Christian Torres, Tony Leone. If Eric Duaneus was healthy, I'm sure he'd be getting some good run there. Muhammad Traore when he's not getting red cards. You know, it's <laughs> it, it's been a really cool experience for these guys to go down to the lights.
1: Look, who's going to argue about going to Vegas? Number one, nobody. Exactly, and, and that and that's the point. They get to play, and then they get the Strip to hang out at to but celebrate do they, the do
0: just have to hop right back on the bus and head back to
1: well uh, if, they, if that's really what the case is then that does kind of suck but it's is thing. half
2: the roster even old enough to enjoy right, the straight,
0: Strip right? like, yeah that's actually what, a really good point guys <laughs> Duke, Mohamed Traore
2: uh, Tony, Tony Leone Christian, Christian George like, what are they doing Christian on the Strip Thomas,
0: right? no, they're, they're, they're probably they're, just riding the
1: carousel <laughs> like right right by the Flamingo the entire they're time they're zip lining right <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah right out down on Fremont Street
0: they're going to the Heart Attack Cafe or whatever Get nachos well there's
1: the Mob Music that's a cool thing you don't have to be actually no you do have to be 21 because they do moonshine tasting oh there. my
0: goodness yeah So they're which not by the way well. if you
1: haven't gone to, if you've gone to Vegas and haven't hit up the mob museum super super cool tour man oh. they take you through a moonshine exhibit they give you the different shots of it oh it's so cool
0: alright so we're sitting here Phil and Monster Studios about ready to break down the recap of the San Jose match look we won 3-1 we're super excited to talk about this match but we've got the president 32-52 sitting right here so we might as well throw some questions at him while he's here, too. This is the exciting part. So you are, as I understand, the third president of the 3052, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. So you've had you've had Jimmy, obviously, and you've had Joseph uh, before you, and you've gotten to see their tenures and experience that You've obviously been involved with either Black Army or the 3052 since pretty much day one for you involved with the club. You have your own way of going about doing things, right? You've got what you want to see happen. You've got, you know, your own path that you want to chart. What, what does that mean to you to now have the ability to help guide and lead the 3252? And in doing so, what are some things that you would like to see happen or that you envision? How do you want to go about your tenure as president of 3252?
2: My tenure, I would love by the time I'm done the entire stadium singing with the North end. Oh, yes! I think that's the goal. I think that's, I like that. we want to be, world recognized for our support. I think that's very achievable. I think it's something that's very unique that we have the unique opportunity to do. We've made tremendous strides under the leadership of my predecessors. And I think that we are on the right track and we have the potential to do it. And I want us to see our potential. I want us to be one of those world recognized supporter sections in the stadium. I want to be recognized as a Force for good, as we like to say. Sure. In the community, giving back to the places we live, to the people that are inter- integral in our everyday life, giving back to community, giving to charity as much as we can, helping the city, and just being about the culture and doing it the right way and making everything that we do as like we want to do it to the best of our ability. Sure.
1: Uh, speaking of your predecessors, Your one predecessor wanted me to ask you a question. (laughs) He wanted to know, did you end up purchasing your Why Me t-shirt? That's question one. Question two, what's the story behind you buying a Why Me (laughs) t-shirt?
2: So I believe Jimmy's referring to the Why Always Me t-shirt that Mario Balotelli has uh, famously displayed after scoring a goal. Um, I actually... Do you have that shirt? It's nice. somewhere in my apartment. Nice. Um, the reason that gets brought up is because I have a tendency of catching strays <laughs> in, the nor- <laughs> in, okay. in the north end. You got ca-
1: oh, oh, oh <laughs> I love cats, man. Talk to me about that.
2: <laughs> so if there's ever an issue, whether I'm involved or not, somehow I'm getting... I'm catching why the. I'm getting catch. I'm getting caught in the crossfire. Um, it could be an issue between two other people for some reason. They don't want to deal with the person they have an issue with. They just see me in the copo sand. They're like, you. I have an issue with you now too. And you're. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been times where I've been hit with collateral, and it's always like, what did I do? Why is everyone always mad at me? So like, why always me?
1: I, I don't understand that because like when I first met you, you you're you're such an imposing figure within your own right. First time I met you, you were donning that Casey Jones mask. So there's no way I'd want to have any issue with you. Anybody rocking a Jason no, Jones mask, no doubt, has a hockey stick somewhere close by that, to use in <laughs> retaliation. But you know, I, I find that crazy that you get caught in that type of crossfire. Again, you are—I'm going to steal from Jr. One of the nicest people like we know. And the fact that you catch, str- but you're an imposing figure. Like I would—I'd walk down the uh, the alley at night and bump into you. I'd probably turn the other way. Like how do you catch
2: strays? I don't get it. Uh, it's can I say this? I have like resting douche face. <laughs> Or whatever the, the whatever the male equivalency is of RBF. Of RBF, uh, right? Yeah. Um, I can't help it. That's just how I look. And yes, I I I like the gym. I like throwing some weight around occasionally. That's great. And with the with the serious look that I usually have on my face, people tend to think that I'm angry for some reason
1: um <laughs> that's but. your next t-shirt by the way <laughs> rdf <laughs> oh, with a casey genius. jones mask on right, right, how right. dope right. would that be the, our initial blah blah casey jones mask i like it
2: i'm thinking that or i'm gonna have like uh one of those it's like a one of those gorillas t-shirts where they just have the portraits right, oh right. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i've I'm, I'm, since i've taken over as president i found out i have lots of nicknames apparently oh my goodness okay <laughs> would you care to share any of the others thank you i'm curious uh I just most recently found out about Pidgeot.
0: Okay. All right. The Pokemon. Yeah, because right. of my hair. I yep. I'm yep. assuming oh. I
2: saw I saw a profile and I was like, I, I can't even be mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> um I forget where I heard this, but someone said I look like Goro from oh, Mortal Kombat.
0: Mortal Kombat boss? Oh my god. Okay. I'm All right, so help. you got a few there, Casey. I, I
2: found out a few in recent months and it's been rather interesting. That's
0: so funny. Oh my god. Those are
2: good nicknames. Like I, I like bad nicknames growing up. When I was going through puberty, I got Fival
1: and Mr. Bean. It wasn't very cool. <laughs> Alright, so I
0: forget how we came upon this in take one. No, we we're talking about my grandfather, Georges Lebert. And so my full George name... George the Bear? Lebert, L-E-B-E-R-T. Uh, I like the Bear better. It just, it sounds nice. Everyone says Liebert. But it's... it's. Look, I, I come from a long line of Italians on my mother's side, and I come from a grandfather who was born in Quebec, French-Canadian. Yeah, the French
1: get along with Italians.
0: Yeah, right? So uh, full name is Jean-Ramon Lebert. by the way. J.R. Liebert. That's me. Hi, your friendly neighborhood scarf. That being said, when I was in grade school, they called me Jean Retard. <laughs> that's... that's I don't know if I appreciate that very much but and obviously I don't use that word to describe anybody anymore. But I don't think you
2: could get away with that nowadays. No, no. absolutely could not.
0: But let me tell you how my middle school experience was. <laughs> they certainly got away with it. And, <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't I didn't love it as much. Uh, sorry. That's good. That no, that's, you know, why not. Here, we're talking to the millions. And millions. So they might as well know the fun stuff. Like I said, we peel back the curtain here on Defenders of the Bank. Let me get back to asking you another question too, because as we were talking during the uh, the pre show last night on take one hashtag blame Philly, uh, we uh, it's never happened to me before. We did. Uh, you mentioned something to us that was kind of cool. You were you were doing some press, doing some interviews, and and it kind of hit you look philly just said it right you are you are actually one of the nicest people we know and you're an incredible representative of this club yep. and of the 3252 and and we couldn't be luckier as a club to have you as the president i'm, I'm honestly not just saying that cuz you're right here and you have big arms like goro but <laughs> either way
1: <laughs> he told me personally right? he's not lying
0: so but the the thing is you kind of mentioned that you realize you have already started to grow into this role based on a conversation you were having. And you mentioned something about the four C's. And I think that that's, it is so much of who you are as a person. I would love for you to touch on that in the conversation that you had.
2: So the four C's in no order whatsoever is city, club, culture, community. I think as a 3252, those are the things that I'm worried about that I think we should be focusing on. Um, I was talking to someone and I'm not I'm not a press person. I don't it's not what I think I should be pouring myself into. I'm very grateful that you guys have like have me here. But sure. I feel like I should be. That's where I want to be. That's where I want my attention to be. That's where I want our efforts as the third 252 going into is just being a force for good in those four Cs and those four areas. Because I think if we do that, then we're doing right by everybody. And we're going to make. So many more people happy. We're gonna make so many more people's lives better. We're trying to be that force for good and trying to do, just do right by the community. Sure.
0: Yeah, you know, look, we're we're so lucky to be supporters and fans and and a part of a club that puts that, you know, first and foremost out there. They talk about all the time being in the community, being a part of the the overall good, the greater good, the force for good in Los Angeles. And we're just incredibly lucky to have you as the president of 322 But one other person that I wanted to make sure that we talked about is your right-hand person, your, your right-hand woman in this case. Uh, talk to me about, talk to us about the, Vice president of the 3252, the first female to have a role as either president or vice president of the 3252,
2: Sujin. Uh, yeah, absolutely. She is... I believe she's like the com- the perfect foil for me. She has. She's very intelligent. I think we see everything on a big picture level. We see the potential that we have and we're trying to do all the right things to set us up, right, to aim our trajectory and hit that goal. And I think she... She has a more broader aspect of looking at things. Whereas I can be a little bit more like, what's the problem? A little bit more narrow minded, a little bit more like being precise. And she just, she's very good at helping me keep the bigger picture in mind and see that there's different things necessarily that I may be, I might be missing. And she does a great job of, um, keeping me honest, keeping me like level-headed. We do very well balancing each other out. One of us gets hot, one of us cools each other down. it's very much a give or take and when she was my vice president when it was official, I told her it's not I'm the president, you're the vice president it's we are doing this as a team that's awesome and we're gonna work as a tandem and it's great that we have very similar goals because we we both know what we want. And our vision is very similar, but we also have different aspects and different ways of looking at it and thinking. And that way we're not getting stuck. We're not like stuck in the mud. We're not churning our wheels, getting nowhere. We're doing everything we can to make progress and find a resolution and find a path forward that's going to be beneficial for everybody involved.
1: And that's the beauty of a, of a successful like duo, somebody who focuses on the macro, somebody who focuses on the micro. And there's no doubt that you guys are both and girls, are, are more than qualified to handle the, the task at hand. Again, we are very fortunate. And look, two people no more deserving than you and Jin. So the, the fate of the 3252 and the supporters and everybody in Bank of California State and the community, rest in your hands. And they're very capable, if I do say so myself.
2: Thank you kindly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So it turns out we played a match against San Jose. We'll have some time to put KC really? back on the spot in just a little bit. But man, and what put a put on the spot, he will be. Absolutely. Uh, San Jose coming into the match, 10th place on 33 points, one behind LAFC, and of course, Paul's favorite manager of a Major League Soccer team, Matias Almeida. They send Christmas cards each other. They way. hang out, they have dinner, they're really good friends now. I think uh, Matias
1: also has one of those Paul t-shirts that I've been seeing around lately.
0: Right, oh my god, I need to get me one of those. Look, what LAFC is known for more than almost anything else when it comes to their away days is the absolute takeover of San Jose. Philly, you and I have never been able to be in San Jose, but we were talking about this with Casey. Casey, you have been up to San Jose several times, and I believe the 2019 edition of LAFC Traveling Up to San Jose was groundbreaking, record-breaking, breathtaking, sound wave-making, whatever it is that you would like to say. Stadium shaking. Stadium Ah, shaking. I like it. Talk to us about that experience in 2019 and just in general what it means when the 3252 travels to Bank of California Stadium North.
2: I think in 2019 we had like 10-something buses filled with people. I think we had – Plus so many more people flying in, yeah. So many people driving on their own. We set the away attendance record, I forget what that number is, but you could see it. And because of that, uh, San Jose has resorted to the small club mentality right? of we'd rather have an empty stadium than sell you guys tickets. So they've done everything <laughs> they can after that to like geo lock. The zip codes, I can buy tickets to saying, hey, it's OK if we give you guys less tickets because we're not going to need that many tickets when we come to visit you.
0: Right. And, and, they, and they didn't. There was a solid, what, 40, 50 people. That no, was there great. They, they even, basically brought all their fans to, to Bank of California Stadium. And, and look, I, I will say this. The one thing I did notice, there were three very tired fans at the end of that match because they were waving those flags the whole time. But that one flag, the checkerboarded flag right in front, it, it was such a big flag that I think it actually blocked out the view of most of those San Jose supporters up there, which is, I think, what they wanted in the That's
1: totally what they wanted but, best, based on the but, result. But
0: what is it like, Casey, being a part of that section on away days and knowing that your support from, from the traveling party that is at 3252 has had a direct outcome on the effects of what goes on in that stadium.
2: It's amazing. That's what, that's (laughs) what it's supposed to be as a supporter, right? It's, it's not an away game. It's just, that's just a game. We're going to do what we're going to do. And we did our job. If the people, if the home fans, supporters, whatever near us have an issue, And I've lost count of how many games we go to where there's someone who gets their knickers in a twist and has an issue (laughs) with how loud we are with, oh, their drums. Oh, my God. Do you guys ever shut up? No, we don't. And please let us know who you are so we can serenade you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, if there's an issue, the first person they'll come find is Casey. Yeah, yeah. Why why always me? There you go. (laughs) No, but it is, look, the the iconic picture by Imad, shout out to Imad, of Stephen Betashore holding the, the scarf up in front of the incredible section that day. Philly's got one here in Philly Monster You Studios. really
1: do appreciate it when you look at it. So seeing it as like a thumbnail photo, you're like, oh yeah, they brought a lot of people. But seeing it blown up in this, I don't know, what would you call it, like an 8x10? That's mm-hmm. an 11x14. Yeah, clearly I'm bad with dimensions. But I mean, you really do see a boatload of people and... I think it was, like, this section right here of, uh, you know, fans that they brought into Baker, California Stadium. Quite comical. But, I mean, that's a beautiful sight.
2: That wasn't everybody, too.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, that was
2: it got cut off right there. That was majority of the supporter section. That wasn't even the entire supporter section, and not including fans who bought tickets elsewhere around the stadium.
0: Yeah. it's Look, we talk about everybody between Imad and Edgar and, and everybody else who takes photos both professionally and not professionally for defenders for LAFC, we see all kinds of, of really great photos. But I think this photo, and and we'll have to find it on our in our archives and we'll post it up online.
1: You know, what's kind of funny though. Looking in this photo, seeing it close up, like obviously you see the supporters and that's the main focus. And then there's Stephen Bedia ho- hoisting a 32-52 scarf. He had a great game then, by he the did. way. Did he did score a goal. Yeah. Um, but there's like a handful of San Jose fans <laughs> and like the look in their face. One guy has an absolute look of disgust, but others, others are just, you can see, take take a look at that. That couple over there to the right. That's a couple that actually looks intrigued by what's going on. You can notice by the blue hat that he's clearly a San Jose fan. And the look he's looking, is thinking to myself, the image I'm taking from it is, God, I wish our club could be more like LAFC. Am I wrong? What do you think of that photo?
2: you
0: asking me or, or KC?
1: I'm asking to both of y'all. I'm looking at you. That's a
2: common thing that. we get on away days, especially when it's a well-attended away day and we're doing our thing. And you just see home supporters or home fans being like, y'all are much better than what we usually get over here. Hmm. And I remember that game specifically when we broke the record. There were so many San Jose fans trying to get our gear.
0: Yeah. Right, right here in front sorry oh, oh we, I got, we, got, we got we got K- Casey but, but right next to Chicoline. Oh, there, there's a casey right in front front row right oh, here lady. i see it you've got you've got julio in the that capo stand kind of thing in the middle and then to his left you've got there's
1: i want to see how to see it there's casey a, a younger casey a man a man a younger, two, years two years ago <laughs> i mean that would oh my god that's when you had like your head was practically shaved look dude
0: yeah, there you are right there, man.
1: Right in front. Right, <laughs> bro. I mean, you can find Chickie Lee, no doubt. Just, just look right next to him.
0: We'll, uh, we'll have to...
2: Chickie's usually the biggest guy in the section.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to post this up on uh, on the Defenders' Instagram and Facebook. You guys can check out that photo. So look, San Jose comes to Bank California Stadium. Their fans don't have nearly the effect. In fact, I saw them. I didn't hear them, but I saw fans? them the they Fans? They have fans? They open the corner. Oh, All ten of them. They were, yeah, look, they're the flags. They were waving. How do you sell out there? So uh, Matias Almeida as the as the coach, and this is a team that has sort of, kind of changed their identity as of late. Have they though? Well, I they mean, haven't you know, made the playoffs since Matias no, took no, no, over. No, I mean this season when by bringing in trophies, by bringing in LAFC killer Jeremy Abovesi, who we'll, we'll talk about those guys in just a little bit. You know they've they've started to rework their roster a little bit. Obviously, next season I think could be a lot of change with them. With Chris Wondolowski and Shea Salinas, likely on their literal last legs for San Jose. <laughs> they've both been there for 13 and a half seasons at least. I think there's Chase an Salinas. AARP
1: card in their future. And
0: yeah, they're look they're they're all time. I don't want to say greats for Shea Salinas, but they're.
1: Wando, really, without a doubt. Oh yeah,
0: they've had really long careers too for San Jose. I think things are going to start to change, and it starts with their goalkeeper. Goalkeeper JT Marchinkowski. He's young. He's up and coming, and he's someone who I think San Jose is just going to keep between the pipes. Um, hopefully he he plays well. He didn't. I don't know that he played poorly in this game against us, but I think we just kept it coming on him. Well, I
1: could tell you, uh, J- Judson owes him some beers, that's for sure. Yeah, we're,
0: g- we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Let's get into the lineups. We did have JT Marchinkowski, Luchi Cassis, Nathan, just Nathan, big fan of your hot dogs, but not a fan of you on Ted Lasso as a character. Osvaldo Alanis, Shea Salinas, the octogenarian, Judson, who did not, like Philly just said, have a good game today. Former darling of the U.S. men's national team, Jackson Ewell, who doesn't get any run for them much anymore. Christian Espinosa, who's had a really disappointing season for San Jose after I thought he played really, really well against us a couple of times when we played him last year. Chofis, who we've talked about on several occasions, 11 goals, their leading scorer on the year. And a player who gives me hope as a professional athlete, because he's kind of pudgy, kind of small, does not look like a professional athlete at all.
1: He's built like a bowler.
0: Yeah, but he is able to put the ball into the back of the, as Philly likes to say, polyurethane. That's what
1: the Nets are made out of.
0: Jeremy Abobese, the LAFC killer. His five goals against LAFC are the most of any player other than Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yes, Philly?
1: No, I just, I remembered something we were talking about during take one. Go on. So... Obviously, we know that Zlatan's been a killer for us. He, oh, well, he yes. was, rather. We, we, was, know was was yes. we know that Abobasi has been a killer for us. We know that Demir Krylock from RSL has been a killer for us. But, and I'm going to throw this to you two gentlemen. Yes. Again. <laughs> and then I'm going to throw it to the millions. And, and millions. I love it. Of Defenders of the Bank fans out there and LAFC supporters. If you had your Mount Rushmore... And Scarf, being the teacher, originally didn't know who was was on Mount Rushmore. And I can see he's cheating right now by pulling up a cellular
0: device. No, I wanted to make sure I got this right because I'll say this. I thought I was right the last time on the podcast. I was still wrong after I corrected myself. Jimmy Carter
1: is not on Mount Rushmore,
0: Scarf. No, he is not on Mount Rushmore, but it's kind of neat. I do teach. uh, One of my students has a connection to Jimmy Carter, which is neat. Uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln. We mentioned those three. But I forgot it was all kind of commissioned during the presidency of Teddy Roosevelt. So, Teddy Roosevelt is on Mount Rushmore as the fourth. I mean,
1: I would have done and I'm sure all of us would have done that, too.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you didn't think maybe Trump wanted to put himself up there as a fifth? I'm going to leave that alone. No, no.
1: Hell no. The most graffitied national monument But I'll say this,
0: right? He was the one that made it happen. So, he gets to put himself up on there as the fourth president. You you mentioned this earlier. I, I, this I hate a, the
1: fact that you looked this up because it was a lot funnier when you didn't know who's oh on man.
3: Mount Rushmore. And,
0: and I, I called myself out. I said, I'm the teacher in the room. I should absolutely know. But, 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 but what do you teach? I, I teach math and Latin. Why would you know who's on Mount Rushmore in Latin? Because I'm a teacher and I've taught fifth grade, I've taught So US that means you History, know all the I've answers? Taught- I should know who the four presidents are. How do I fix my roof? Mount... Well, hope <laughs> we put, know all the answers. We put that out there, and Juan's dad got back to us. So hopefully we'll be able to to help out someone in the LFC community by employing them to help fix We need. Room. I need help. Anyway, so the, the Mount Rushmore people we hate. All right, so this, this came up before, right? And it is, if you could put any four players on LAFC's Mount Rushmore of thorns in our side, players we hate, right? And, and I, I want to throw this over to Casey because Casey put one on there that made us all rethink our Mount Rushmores because I, I think we we all agree on two of the, the people on the Mount Rushmore with Zlatan and Demir Crylock, right? Those are, yes. those are the first two. Demir sending us home in 2018 and Zlatan for just general douchery. But <laughs> Casey... Talk to us about your other two on your LAFC Mount Rushmore.
2: I would put Raul Ruiz Diaz from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's both. He scores amazing goals against us and I admire him for it because I think that's something our team has been lacking Mm. and I would love to see someone of his play style playing for us. Sure. So it's, it's a little bit of, I hate to see him, but I admire the way he plays. Yeah. Um and I think the fourth would me would probably have to be Memo Ochoa. Oh, that was the name.
0: Yep, we all that's, stopped yeah. and we're like, yep, there there you go. Yep. Uh that was the yeah. difference
1: between us winning and losing to Tigres yeah. Wh- in the CCL. Why
0: Memo Ochoa? Can you uh enlighten our listeners again, Casey? Uh
2: for <laughs> for seducing Edward Ottwasta into that <laughs> terrible flop that he made and Ugh. Forced Edward Atuesta to miss the CONCACAF final. So stupid.
0: Oh my god, the
1: anger. I mean, just the, the replay slow motion version of it. Right. I mean, you see him falling with his hair. It looked very clown-like, if I do say so myself. Oh, it was
0: awful. Look, it's it's my least favorite moment ever on an LAFC pitch. Uh, I, look, I know what Demir Krylov did to us. I know what Raul Ruiz Diaz did to us. I know what Zlatan did to us the first time he ever played us and everything else. No, no, no. Because all those, those were, those were part of the game of football. Those were part of the game of soccer. Memo Ochoa, one hundred thousand percent, the third person on my Mount Rushmore. I don't have Raúl Rui Diaz on mine. We were talking about possibly Jeremy Abobizy because he scored more goals than anybody but Zlatan. But nope. My fourth is the player who has gotten under our skin, I think, more than any other player. Yes, Earl Rui Diaz has done terrible things to us, as has Demir Krylock, as has Zlatan. Memo will forever be hated for one moment. But Diego Chara, Diego Chara would be my fourth on the list just because of the way Diego Chara plays, and it might not have anything to do with against us personally. It's just the way that he plays against us, and that's the way he plays against everybody. Not a big fan of one Diego Chara, glad he's up there in Portland and not at Bank of California Stadium. That's my four. We're going with Zlatan, Demir, Memo Ochoa, and Diego Chara.
1: Okay, so I will see. I will. I will agree with Zlatan, obviously. Yeah. I will agree with Memo Ochoa. Yeah. More recently, Demir Krylock yeah. was the reason you and I canceled. <laughs> you our flights. say we had to cancel <laughs> flights. I will never forget that game for as long as I live. It was literally halftime, and we were up. And we were booking flights to Seattle. I had the Southwest app. I was getting ready to click continue. And then we got Crylocked. For cry, Locking Out Loud was the name of an episode yep. of ours. And we ended up canceling our flights. But I would say if I had to pick a fourth person, which obviously I, I do. I pose the question, you so didn't. I need to answer it myself. Yes. If I had to pick the fourth person on my Mount Rushmore of players that I hate, trying to be unique, slightly different than the both of y'all, I will still... Go by way of the Weeping Willows and Pesky Pine Trees of Portland, and especially after the last time we played them, Diego Valeri. Okay. Diego Valeri for falling around and crying (laughs) like a little baby. You crossed my mind too. Despite having only played a few minutes in the last matchup. I mean, come on. The guy's a legend. If we would have had him on our club, obviously we would have loved him. But, I mean, come on. Come on! 100
0: goals, 100 assists, 100 minutes on the ground the last time we played him. It was pretty
1: incredible. That's why we call them the
0: Weeping Willows. Right? Uh, By the way, the last player on the starting 11 for San Jose is Benji Kakanovich, because I hadn't mentioned him yet. In the 18, two guys that you probably hadn't heard of before today's match, Andy Rios and Carlos Fierro, and two guys that you certainly have heard of Cade Cowell, and again, Cade Cowell <laughs> looks like if 18-year-old Cade Cowell took the super soldier serum and then went back out on a soccer pitch. Buff Zach Morris with a mullet. There's no way he's 18 years old. He looks like the cartoon version of that Tarzan movie from like the early 90s, the Disney Tarzan character, and Chris Wondolowski, all-time leading scorer, and a man who still tucks his jersey in. Who does that?
1: He does. He's the only
0: one. Look, they have some
1: solid players on their team, and we always, not always, but we jokingly called them the Smurfs. The Smurfs played more like Giants over the course of the last four out of five matches against LAFC, and why do I say that? Because over the course of the last four out of five, they beat us. Yeah. So there's no way we can make fun of them and call them the Smurfs. The last time we beat San Jose prior to today, or I'm sorry, yesterday, because this <laughs> is take two. Hashtag what? Plain Philly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh It was September of last year. September of last year was the last time we beat San Jose. It's October
0: 16th. Yeah, a year and a
1: 13 month. 13 months. Lord. That it's It's been since we've beaten San Jose. Unbelievable and- as their season matured, Chovis, their leading scorer. I remember we were doing, I was looking at the stats from the first time we played him over the course of the season. Yeah. He didn't, Cade Cowell had more goals than him. He had four. Yeah. Cade Cowell still has four goals, but Chovis has 11 on the season. Yeah. Chovis definitely picked his game up. And as a result of that, San Jose picked their game up. I think what they were, what they were they undefeated in the month of August? Yeah, they played well. If I'm not mistaken, yes, they were undefeated in the month of August. They were 2 3 1 in September, but riding a two game losing streak, coming into Bank of California Stadium, having recently lost badly to the Vancouver Whitecaps, and then previously having lost pretty badly to Seattle, and then having beaten us on the 25th. Definitely needing to uh, gain some momentum in the playoff line, but we stood in their way. Philly,
0: look, we were hopeful to get some guys back in black and gold for this match. Unfortunately, not even eligible for selection, even though they were only questionable on the Kaiser Permanente player availability report. Edward Atuesta and Carlos Vela. Philly, who is in the lineup for LAFC against San Jose? So first off...
1: The fact that Carlos Vela is questionable, yes, that's a step in the right direction. It is. I mean, we he hasn't played with the, uh, the first team, so we couldn't have expected him to be on the bench.
0: Although Bob did say in the presser it wouldn't be a surprise. And, and he was in the building and warming up on the pitch for the first time in I don't know how long.
1: And his hair is growing, so those are all good signs. Okay. But going to the starting lineup, in between the pipes, a bit of a goalkeeper controversy. I know plenty of the millions. And millions i just get a kick out of that so much people thought that uh tom tomas romero should have assumed his rightful place in between the pipes yeah jamal blackman a very very tall and imposing figure in between the pipes and despite the fact that he didn't have any saves over the course of his previous two starts had a fair amount of saves this game played very well yeah the back line consisted of murray farfan mamadou fall then we have Pancho Janela, Latif Blessing, Jose Cifuentes, Scarf's favorite player, number 40-44. Nope. Number 4044 40, 40. 40, 40. Number 44, Raheem Edwards. 40, 40. We had Kim Moon-Juan, Danny the Moose. And I'm going to say this a couple of times. Go for it. Break out that Barry
0: Manilow, Chicho. Chicho, Chicho Arango. Arango. Oh, I
1: love it. I love it. I love and it.
0: And he earned it in this match for sure, Philly. Look, we mentioned it. At the very start of when we were talking about this. And again, thank you for all sticking around, because we're having a lot of fun just kind of meandering through.
1: Casey we came back. Clearly, him. he likes hanging out with us. Right? He's <laughs> You know what?
0: He's going to go dine at Alessandro Del Piero's restaurant later on today. I'm real jealous. Casey and I are both big Azuri fans, and Casey a much bigger Serie A fan than, than either of the two of us are. But, I mean, Alessandro Del Piero, man, that's so awesome. Anyways, we were kind of bummed, Philly, because you... We're in the bathroom while I was grabbing a couple of beverages. And the game had just kicked off, like we mentioned. We were holding the flag. We had folded up the flag with everybody else who was out there. We're making our way up to the steps to the the first time that we get to be in the north end. You could feel the heat radiating from the surface of the sun. Warm air does rise. And then we are behind the north end right there, ready to walk up the steps and everything. And the place erupts, Philly. The place erupts. And I... I was was sad. I was sad because I thought, oh, my God, you know, we might have missed our only chance at a beer shower by getting there a little bit late for the start of the kickoff because, look, we've seen LAFC play recently. If they score more than one goal, (laughs) that's a good thing. It hasn't happened very often. Baskin-Robbins getting the least out of their promotion as possible. If you score three goals, buy one scoop, get the second 50% off. By the way, that's the best we could do, Baskin-Robbins. You couldn't do a buy one scoop, get one free after scoring three goals. (laughs) I only get half off my pralines and cream or my (laughs) Jamocha almond fudge. or sorry, your
1: pralines and what? (laughs) (laughs) If you were an ice cream flavor. (laughs) If you you watch the movie Wayne's World, we know what you know
0: But buy one get one half off. Boo Baskin Robbins. Although if you want to sponsor us, yay Baskin Robbins. <laughs> that being said, three minutes into the match, Jose Cifuentes getting the ball to who? who Philly? One, two. Three. Oh God, he's counting. Chicho, Chicho, Chicho Arango, Arango, and the <laughs> back. Heel pass oh, by it was a Chico. back heel, baby. Let me tell you, that skipped the record on Judson. He was like, uh oh, uh-oh, whoops, that's behind me now. Judson, the first of several times he'll be involved in a goal scoring play for LAFC, and. <laughs> It's just, I love reading Philly's notes. We'll get, so, oh my God. We'll get, so we're, we're going to we'll bring this up not, again. Not, I really thought yet. we could avoid having not to yet. do
1: take two of this. Not
0: yet. But Philly's autocorrect, by the way, is Kim Moon Swan, which is something I didn't notice. Last <laughs> he was time. graceful. He was <laughs> graceful. I didn't know the last time. Philly's <laughs> and, and honestly, no, that, I don't know if it's autocorrect as much as dyslexia. Oh my god, that's fantastic! Look, we talked about this on take one, and I'm going to bring it up once again. I, hate I, you. I I remember when Vin Scully retired, and they auctioned off his game notes. And the coolest thing was I got to zoom in on a couple of the the photos <laughs> and just watch the elegance and the grace and the and the beauty that is Vin Scully's game notes. And Kim Moon Swan. So uh, that's that's
1: that's what we're getting over here from Philly. That's well, fantastic. well, offside flag turns into no office flag, right? So yeah, there, March there's March. that as well. Look, yeah. it's what do I need the autocorrect option on there for? I know what I'm saying. My notes are my notes. I get it. I get it. It's yeah, but it, you, it, you know what? That's the, even better than Vince Scully's notes because you can clearly see chaos on paper right there. This is people why are, are going to wonder what's an office people, flag.
0: People know that I am extremely organized with my notes, and that Philly is not. But this is one of the first. <laughs> Matches in quite a while that we're using Philly's notes, so I get to read about Kim Moon Swan, which is great. But actually, Danny, it's
1: funny reading the rest of it. So right. we got
0: back heel pass, we'll threads that mothers to, to Moose,
1: moose. Jutsun
0: ankles break, Moose go <laughs> Jutsun ankles All right, yeah, my, break. My, I mean, it's they're pretty great. Look, Jutsun did not do well on that play, but Danny Musowski, the Moose was loose, and cabooses and gooses and and all the other good stuff that Philly likes to talk about when Danny Musovski scores a goal. But he doesn't get to talk about this time because we're going to have to sing a lot of Barry Manilow instead of that. So we'll see what happens. Look, if we're all singing Barry Manilow on multiple occasions, chances game. are we got a W to talk absolutely, about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Uh, The thing that brings up Kim Moon Swan, by the way, 20... (laughs) He's graceful and elegant. No, look, and we're not saying it to be, like, mean or insensitive. No, I just can't spell. It really is what it is, but... As graceful as a swan, you're absolutely right. Philly, the biggest save of the match was not made by Jamal Blackman. And Casey, you and I were right there as it happened because it happened in the bottom right-hand corner of the net. We were 15 feet away from that bottom right-hand corner of the net. Uh, The coolest view. And I'll say this too. Sitting in the seats where we sit, we get that middle-of-the-pitch view, right? So we get to see everything kind of equally. You definitely don't get to see the speed of the game nearly as well From where we sit, as you do in the 32:52 in the north end, it was absolutely incredible. Save of the game, Kim Moon Hwan getting to a ball, and it was almost that man again, the LAFC killer, Jeremy Abobase.
1: Yeah, it was a great save.
0: It was a very good save. I like how I throw it to you, and I get that. They don't call you the best color man in the business.
1: (laughs) Th- thank you, what just
0: thank you. There? No, it was, uh, I, you I mean, were looking right at me too. That wasn't even a. Surprise but I didn't realize still.
1: that you were looking right at me, so I didn't know. All right, look. Obviously, there was a bit of miscommunication there. Look, Jeremy Abobasi obviously almost etched his name in 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 San Jose earthquakes lore. He hasn't scored against us as a member of the Fault Lining crew, correct? Uh, but he has as a member of the Pesky Pine Trees. I am stepping on that. No, I don't know please. why you're stepping? I don't even know why it's on the floor. But oh my god the uh, the wherewithal and. Look, you know when you're in in, in a moment of desperation, trying to make a play like that, sometimes the deflection goes the wrong way. So it either ends up potentially as an own goal, or it ends up as the greatest save that one could possibly make. But Kim Moon-Wan, arguably the best save out of any LAFC keeper
2: this season. What do you think about that? It was gorgeous. It was one of those moments (laughs) when you're in the North End and... I have my back to the game most yeah. of the time. You start hearing those audio cues from the people in front of you, and you're like, oh, something's happening. I should probably turn around to see what's going on and try to figure out what we're doing as Kapo's trying to sure. coordinate that part. So you turn around, and you see it, and I turned just in time to see Blackman tip the ball and just see how fast Kim Moon Wan gets to the line to clear it. And it was tremendous. It was a sigh of relief. It was one of those defensive plays that are just as good as a goal.
0: Oh, and look. Here's the thing about Kim Moon Hwan. We talked about this before. Sorry. Now all I'm hearing is Swan. That's okay. Laterally, stop looking at me, Swan. Look, I think I think Sorry. that left to right lateral quickness. I know that Latif Blessing turns on a dime better than than almost any other player I've seen it on the pitch. But there's something about being in the box with Kim Moon Hwan, <laughs> whether it's in the defensive box or whether it's in the attacking box. We've lost Philly for a minute, guys. I'm sorry. It's I've gone full-on third grade Philly- with that comment. Philly is now right back in third grade. <laughs>
2: Defender after dark.
0: Back right at in 11 in the morning. After dark in More like
1: the- defenders before noon. Defenders after breakfast. Like I don't even know what's
0: going on right now. But he is so special when he is in either the attacking third or the defensive third, the way he is able to control possession. And, and we saw it again. That save that he makes, I feel like... During the course of our season this year, that would be Jesus David Maria and Marco Farfan bumping into each other (laughs) and both falling into the goal as the ball trickles in right after them, right? Like, that has been our season so far. And so to see that play where Jeremy Obobese, a guy who just has a knack for scoring against LAFC, is thwarted by the efforts of not just Jamal Blackman, right, but Kim Moon-Hwan. It was an incredible save. It, it was the, in, in my opinion, it was the play of the game up until about the 90th minute. We'll get there in just a little bit. But it, it's just an incredible effort. And I say it all the time. When he is on, Kim Moon-Hwan is world-class. Now, there are plenty of games and plenty of possessions. Well, he literally is where, world-class. No, he plays on the Korean national exactly. team. He's very, very, very good. But I think that he's not very, 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 very good for all 90 minutes of every single match. And, and I would love to see... A little bit more of that from him moving forward. But when it's there, it is a beautiful thing to watch.
2: You got to love the potential. I think yes. we can all see what he has. Yes. And it's just sometimes he leaves you wanting just a little bit more yeah. Yeah. with the way he plays or his, like. let's say it, he struggles getting back sometimes. Yes, And without having someone like Eddie Segura back there to cover for him defensively, It leaves us open for a counterattack, and we've been exposed so many times this year. And again, love him going forward. Just leaves you wanting just a little bit more, and you know he's capable of it. You see it from time to time. He has these flashes of defensive brilliance, and it's just... It's there, and we just want more of it.
1: Isn't that like the makings, though, of a great TV show or a really good workout? You get to the point where it leaves you wanting more. Like, the kid is versatile. To your point, when he played in Busan... He was a he's not only a defender.
0: There's an S in there. It's Busan. 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 All right, look, I—I I, I get
1: kind of New York every once right, in a while after a couple of drinks. And when he's
0: in Busan, you know what I'm saying? Going over Busan for a piece of pizza.
1: Hey, oh, I was—I was actually setting you more up for Christopher Walken, but—but—but but, but you failed on but, that attempt.
0: When he plays in Busan. <laughs> There we go. I can I'm going to
1: do it again. <laughs> no, 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 that was good. No, but but, he, but very versatile player. Not only was he the, a defender, but he also spent some time in the midfield. The right. kid can play both
0: positions when right. asked to Wh- do Which so. is exactly why this system tends to suit him. And and by the way, if anybody knows the system well, it's a Juve fan, right? So this is this is right up right up the alley of a Juve fan.
1: And you got to tell the millions and millions what what, what you're wearing right now. I'm and wearing... I don't mean that in a weird... <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> <Whoa>. Casey, <laughs> what Defenders after
0: breakfast.
1: De- defenders before noon. I didn't Casey, realize this wearing? was an OnlyFans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kids, don't look that up. Kids, don't look that up. <laughs> <There you laughs> um, I am wearing my Weston McKinney UVA kit. Yeah. UVA kicks off against AS Roma in a half hour or so. Oh, oh boy. I will be heading over to watch that as soon as we're done with this, but I don't want to rush this. We're having a great time. Let's keep it going. No,
1: gotcha. I, I, we're having a blast. It, it, dare I say, actually, a little more fun, because we're all a little more collectively here <laughs> and, and less, less stinky than we I mean, were sure. yesterday.
0: Look, uh, the play that we saw on the 28th minute moving forward, it, it's... Uh, we'll call it the 26th. But okay, yes. So it happened in the 26 minute. Your the, favorite player
1: was the contributing factor you said, to this. I
0: love that you say that Raheem Edwards is my favorite player. He well, is... I also
1: love the fact that you always refer to NYCSC as like my favorite team. Well, like... and,
0: and anyone that's ever played there is your boy. Absolutely. That's yeah, well, just I we mean, I, I don't ever say that about you and your Seattle Sounders. Because I, I've publicly denounced my Seattle Sounders fandom. And as far as I know, you still have your 2015 season ticket holders card in your wallet.
1: No, it took up too much space. It's been out for two years. <laughs> too
0: much space. (laughs) You have like a one-card wallet? What did I just miss right there? (laughs) The only thing in my wallet right now is like foreign currencies and a lot of dust and receipts. (laughs) 26-minute, we get a, a nice little touch pass. Sure, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He, of course, dude, he gets the assist in he, reality. Come but on. I mean, he, he doesn't, but I get what you're saying. He gets it over to Chicho, and for the second time, you get Judson, who helps the record skip for San Jose, tackles Chicho in the box, and of course that brings up a PK. And look, I'm going to say it, he's been Mr. Automatic for us. From the penalty spot, Chicho Arango. JT Marchinkowski no, no, leading no, no, the wrong no, 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 way. No, 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 no. I was trying to see if I could skate no, through it No, 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 no. But uh, Philly, who scored the goal again?
1: Uh, I mean, I have to ask everybody in the room right now. Yeah. It was Chicho. Chicho, Chicho Arango. Arango. That's right. He, Barry
0: Manilow, baby. He takes over LAFC's goal-scoring crown, Diego Rossi was our goal-scoring leader on six goals before that. Even though he's not with the team, he still scored more goals than anybody else who played until Chicho there with his seventh. Congrats to Chicho. He, it's going to be either him or Chofis as newcomer of the year in Major League Soccer, I think, this year. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. And even though Jensen was involved in the play, somehow JT Marchinkowski is the one who receives the yellow card. Chofis picks up one on the 40th minute, and that leaves us with injury time... Uh, and I guess look, I'll I'll read that. You gotta sentence. explain.
1: Wait, which which sentence?
0: I I'll have to read the sentence again because we talked about it before during injury oh, time. Oh jeez! But first an, off, yes. Injury time was quite substantial.
1: And I know around us, people were asking questions. Let's let's end the mystery. Why did we have so much injury time? Because
0: started? we had mandatory hydration well, breaks. There you And go. I, I, I got to look it up. It's either four or five minutes is the, I, I believe, the mandatory stoppage time when you give hydration breaks. I think it's, it's three, four, five I have to look. I don't know. But we had six minutes in the first half of stoppage time and nine minutes, which actually turned out to be 10 minutes of stoppage time in the second half. But the play during injury time is fall with a great play to bark up a late attempt by the serfs. Bark means break. surfs means smurfs. And I now speak Philly. So there you go. Uh, You're quite 40, an intelligent fellow. Though. 45 minutes into the match. We're up 2-0. Philly says go right over the top of any stats that we need to talk about. Mainly because... I didn't take them. There you go. Uh, This was also where we asked Casey a bunch of questions at halftime to kind of put him on the spot. Philly, would you like to ask Casey any questions now that we're on a little bit of halftime hydration break? So, obviously, you have your back and
1: your front shifting throughout the course of the game on the capo stand. (laughs) Whoa. Go on. I don't mean that in a weird way. Thank you very much. But it came out weird. Can you tell? Like If you were just looking at the crowd, you kind of highlighted it, but... Looking at the crowd, can you figure it out that we're on the verge of scoring a goal, and if so like how how soon before do you know it's coming? like do you know when to jump up for joy? I mean, are you jumping up with everybody or do you like anticipate the crowd reaction and then you know jump for joy yourself?
2: That's I think a weird it's a question by the way. it's more human nature, right? like we want everyone chanting going hard, and, and so there's an absolute reason for us to like. Jump for joy, throw your beer, or whatever the case may be. I I take most of my cues from the people in front of me because they're the ones who can see what's going on. And there's just certain things that as copos we need to be wary of. So it's at those moments that we'll turn around, we'll try to coordinate like what we're doing, what the move is. And usually it's I take cues from people in front of me, like it's just human nature. You know who, if they show up to enough games, are gonna be your early indicators that something is happening on the pitch and you should turn around and figure it out so usually whenever we score a goal or things like that i catch the ball as it hits the back of the net honestly like that's when i know and then i turn around and i'm like i'm a little delayed because of it because everyone else is watching it a lot of time and i have a little delay like oh did that go in oh it did go in and then i get to go be crazy have fun but that's usually how it goes for me in the kapo stand
0: yeah and look the thing that Sorry. Go ahead, Philly. Did oh, you no, want no. to follow? Oh, no, Schmorgasburg. Go- you're, you're up. Go ahead. Or should I call up. you Arco today? Just follow up with your question. What did you want to follow well, up we'll, with? Well,
1: I had a couple of questions. So I kind of forgot. <laughs> the ADD kicked in. So I forgot one of them already. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But- <laughs> okay. So obviously we haven't had many of these beer showers. Now, one of the big no-nos that we learned, obviously, being in the North End is there's no Michelada beer showers. But obviously you being Please in there- Please don't be that person. But-, but being in there for a number of years- What is the oddest thing in the (laughs) northern that you were showered with? I got hit with cheese, by the way. So that's That's, why I asked that question.
2: That's, I mean, you get hit with everything. Whatever people have in their hands, that's what's going up. (laughs) Um, Usually, please don't throw me cheese. Those things suck to get out of your clothes. Beers are great, but throw the beer, not the cup. And you (laughs) throw it. There's a proper way to do it. You throw it up in the air. You don't throw it at someone. Don't. Throw it as a projectile. Please hold on to your cups. That's the right way to do it. We thank you and we appreciate your efforts (laughs) going forward.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I do want to say, Philly... And oh, I, I did have another, no, so, I know. I you're just, cutting me off. No, but I just want to say how cool it was to be a part of a beer shower in 3252. I mean, I,
1: make, I can make you part of a beer shower right
0: now. No, thank
2: you. <laughs>
0: for, oh, my God, Amanda would kill you right now. Uh, Is
2: but it a beer shower our, <laughs> or another leak? <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Too soon! <laughs> too soon! Oh, my God, that was great. Uh, but, I, no, honestly, like, w- when I thought that we missed our only chance at a beer shower... I was bummed and we had Carrie and Cat and Fish and everybody from Angel City right behind oh, that's us. That's right, that's right. And, and we had you know you guys right up there uh, between Casey and Tony and everybody else on the capo stage. We had
1: our buddy Johnny Topete, star defender for the Ontario Fury. There right next go, to us. There you
0: go, Johnny Topete. And, and it's funny, he walked by and I looked and I was like, "That's the most well-groomed beard I've ever seen." I only know one man with a well-groomed beard like that. And I tapped Philly. I was like, "Isn't that?" And he goes, "Topete." So it's kind of <laughs> neat to see. If you don't know, Philly is the well, the voice of the Ontario Fury along with Jonathan the uh play-by-play color combo that is uh ontario fury's voice
1: ontario what ontario fury no look look i, I want f- i want to drag you all out there it's off season i've been it's off season i really want to bring you it's so much fun it's but so hold much on. fun. we're
0: talking about beer showers and i have to say to be showered by the north end in 30 it was just so cool <laughs> and then i had Still beer so fun. i was spraying everybody with it we had it was the coolest, man. I felt like a kid on Christmas. It was just Again. Oh, you had
1: beer in your hand on Christmas. Again,
0: sitting,
1: <laughs> you are a drunk. Again, sitting in
0: the north end was such a great experience. And yeah. and you kind of touched on it though. And I wanna say something that I I really felt, especially throughout the first half, because I think everybody was just getting so tired in the second half. We were again on the surface of the sun. But you actually feel the rhythm and the cadence to everything that's going on. From the Capos on down, there's not just a random series of chants that they do and they just keep cycling through them. It has to do with the feel of the game, and it's pretty incredible to watch the Capos kind of understand the feel and how the match is going and what the players might need and what what the, the rest of the 22,000 people in the stadium need. And it was cool to f- actually be a part and to feel that rhythm. We talk about it all the time where the 3252, the north end, is the heartbeat of that stadium. But to actually put your hand on its chest and to feel that heartbeat, that's what I felt like we were doing in that moment. It was just such yeah, a you, cool you We thing. were
1: pieces of the right ventricle. That's, that that
0: Very small pieces of the right ventricle, if you will. Absolutely. The, it, it was just cool, man. I, I just loved everything about
1: that. And one thing like, I want to also harp on is we, we, we've been a part of the tailgates for a couple of years now. And we've often said that look, you, you you can love the club, but if you really want to appreciate LAFC and the community, you come out to the tailgates. And we've been asked on multiple occasions to be a part of the North End. And look, what we, we I wanted to do this when we, when we were both going to do it because I didn't want to take away yeah. like uh, well, I mean, I kind of popped in the North End a couple but times, but that's fine, you. that's fine. But no, I didn't really want to talk sure. about it all thoroughly unless you were there, a part of it with me. You got to experience that aspect yeah. of it. Look, it's awesome to sit in Fig unless it's a sunny day then you're really getting sunburned and not having fun. They have Bohemia. They do have Bohemia, that's a good thing. It's fun to be part of the South End and hang out with our buddy Red. It's fun to <laughs> be in Fields and it's and we obviously love being in Founders. It's cool to be in Sunset. But if you want to have a good time and actually burns some of those calories that you're consuming. Being in the North End is great. And I just want to say thank you again yeah. to you and everybody part of BA and everybody within the 3252. It was, I want to be respectful of it. And so part of my reluctance personally for like not necessarily going in there gung-ho is I never wanted to take up the space of a person right. who deserved it or earned it or whatever. I never wanted to think that I was just being up close and I never wanted people to look at us of like, oh, what what the hell are these bums doing here? I never wanted that. But not once did I feel that way. And it's again, like, thank you and a tribute to all you guys because we felt so welcomed and, you know, we know a lot of people that are within the North End and mainly because of our time on Christmas Tree Lane. So if you are an LAFC supporter, (laughs) if you are an LAFC supporter, you got to hit up the tailgates. On Christmas tree lane, because it's so much fun. Good food, good music, good times. But you really want to experience- Good people. Good, yeah, great Great people, people. But you really want to experience, like you said, the heartbeat of the club, and you really want to appreciate things, be a part of the North End. It was, well, shoot, can we come back?
0: Yeah right, and and the thing is, too, On a day
1: where we're not going to be sun dried tomatoes. <laughs> At
0: this point, you got to know somebody who already has tickets in the North End because you can't just buy two tickets. No, in this that's thing. the hottest. That's the hottest seat in town. Absolutely, unless they come up for sale on like LASC. Quite Facebook literally yesterday, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to wrap my scarf around the bar because it was. Burning, he means the actual material, not me, because it was really
1: hot. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, I joke every time when they're like, hoist your scarf, like you know, He's pull your scarves on. I like, try to pick them up all the time. <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness! So, let's get into the second half. Yes, uh, good. 45 minute substitutions. These, uh, these halftime substitutions, Jack <laughs> Scahan and Carlos Fierro, who we're going to talk about in a minute, come in for the Quakes and Danny Chrysostomo. And yes, it's Chrysostomo. We've heard Chrysostomo, but look, I have actual. Have actually have here's where the conversation came up before i actually have chrysostomo's on my mother's side of the family so we say chrysostomo so you're
1: greek italian and I'm, french
0: i'm just we're keeping we're keeping chrysostomo we're going with it comes in for poncho ginella second half begins and look you legit are a gif
1: greek italian and french you're a gif scarf is a gif
0: some people pronounce it jiff
1: yeah. that, that, shout that's out
0: to a, Leslie that, uh, Ted Lasso yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is the result of two hours of
0: <laughs> but that being said look the substitutions there didn't worry me so much I wasn't really thinking about Carlos Fierro being a factor in this match but in the 55th minute those double nickel substitutions Cade Cowell and Chris Wondolowski you've heard of both of them Osvaldo Alanis and Christian Espinoza come out for uh oh excuse me three substitutions that's right andy rios andres rios as well uh so benji kikanovich christian espinoza and osvaldo Alanis come off Cade cowell chris wandolowski and andy rios three very very good players coming off the bench and again uh we'll we'll save all the listeners uh philly's notes interpretation here why but philly it took the just world six, it took just six minutes for San Jose after making those substitutions to all of a sudden make it a ball game. No, without a doubt, six freaking minutes, six freaking minutes. in. one thing that's been
1: plaguing us, not just this season, not just the last season, not just the season before every freaking season set piece defense. We get burned again. How that corner ended up going in between Murray and ChiChi, yeah. literally threading a freaking needle. Talk about threading a freaking needle. Fiero of Monarcas, Yeah, Morelia Monarcas Of Monarcas fame. No, no
0: longer a team. They are now Mazatlan FC. And why am I bringing that up? It be- that has somewhat yeah, of a N- you? Nina's family exactly. is from Morelia. Go. So that's kind of neat. Look, I, I wasn't rooting for Carlos Fierro.
1: No, obviously not. But just but just like that 2-1, you predicted that scoring line. I thought 3-2, you thought 2-1. Yeah. I thought Scarf Stradamus was
0: rearing his ugly turtle head out. Look, Scarf Stradamus has been right one out of every 50 times this season. So while the score line was 2-1, I was just thinking, all right, cool, I'm right for now. And I knew I'd be wrong at some point. In the uh, 65th minute, LAFC making a couple of substitutions, bringing on Cheeky Palacios and Sebastian Ibeaga, apparently replacing Mamadou Fall because of a little bit of an injury there, and Raheem Edwards replacing him because he should have been replaced earlier on in the match. And in the 76th minute, Brian Rodriguez comes on for the goal scorer, Danny Musavski. Brian. Oh, Brian. Yeah, there you go. On the left wing, he comes flying. All right, so here's the deal. I felt like those substitutions settled down the pace of play a little bit. I thought San Jose made all the right moves, bringing on all five of their subs. So they were pushing all chips in the middle after the 55th minute. Got the goal in the 61st, kept knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. But after about the 80th minute, LAFC starting to take control once again. They bring on Tristan Blackman for Kim Moon-Hwan in the 82nd minute. And then the moment that salted the game away, the nail in the coffin, if you will, it did involve Brian down the left wing. He came flying. There we go. What a beautiful pass from Brian Rodriguez. You had mentioned this, Casey, when we were talking about it. We just wanted him to take his man and go. It was a great dispossession of Kate Cowell there. He didn't try to nutmeg anybody. He didn't try to do anything fancy pants. He just made
2: the right run. Yeah, we see it all the time, right? When Brian gets the ball, he has one thought, which is beat his man. Question is how he does it.
0: Yeah.
2: He's megged someone early on when he first came here. And for some reason, he's fallen in love with it. And he he tries to do it it to to everyone. He can do it to everybody, right? (laughs) And it... It usually ends up in us losing the ball. Yeah. But when he just puts his head down and just tries to get around the player, he's so much more successful. And that's when you see him creating those chances where he's flying down the wing, as you guys love to say. Yeah. And he just squared it beautifully for Chicho, and Chicho did what a true number nine does.
0: Absolutely. Put it in the back of the net. Put it on frame. Uh, I'm sorry, who? Go ahead. Chicho. Chicho Orongo. You didn't even do the second he part. He screamers.
1: Story. Heard way in the Congo. Oh. That's right. It's Chicho. Oh, boy. Chicho
0: Orongo. It's still going. It's still going. It's
1: still, it's still there going. aren't many words that rhyme with Orongo. So Congo is the only thing I could come up with. I'm looking at rhyme calculator. He really is. Quango, Duongo. Oh, Jango. Like it just. I had to find a way to like. Finish the song. It just felt incomplete. I got to write a song, a Chicho yeah, Orango Barry Manilow song. Try not song.
0: to get yourself in trouble finding a rhyme for it. In the meantime, Mike, goodness, what, Lord. what, a screamer heard all the way in the Congo? No, that's fine. That okay. Worked. Yeah, I that was, was going to say it. that was that was fantastic. Here's the fun part of this podcast, considering we recorded. <laughs> half I got
1: of it. I got one for him on a bad day. Uh,
0: I, oh <laughs> well, we'll get there in a minute. Here's the here's the fun part of this podcast. So this. We started talking about the Chicho Arango goal, the beautiful pass by Brian Rodriguez, making the right play. And by the way, I think we can all agree that what Brian Rodriguez has done more since he has come back from his his stint in La Liga 2, if you will, his little Spanish vacation, is that he's starting to make the right play more and more often within the system. Yes, he is still trying to do too much with the ball often, but this was very clearly the right play. And by the way, the defender that was tracking back on this that got turned around that was trying to get back into the uh, into the back of the line was
1: his name rhymes with Hudson
0: Judson. There you go. It, it was really great to watch Brian keep his space, stay wide, and find that streaking Chicho Arango. I I don't know if we touch on this in the final hour and twenty minutes or if we touched on this in the stuff that we lost. But you just saw the leadership of Chicho Arango all throughout this match. It it was incredible to see. So, look, if you're listening to this, and Philly's going to edit it all, but it's going to be interesting to see how we make this work with the first hour. How long have we been? How long, how we, uh, I'm sorry, what was how, that how mumbles? How long have we been
1: recording right now? An hour and 32 minutes oh without really needing any edits at this, this point. This is going to be the longest
0: episode ever.
1: Oh, so but, you really want me to incorporate the other stuff? Yes. Ooh, that's going to be a long one. Absolutely,
0: episode. but that's what I'm saying. That's that's what we're we're talking about right here is we got People to, are going to you know, want to
1: listen to this episode, not because of Philly in the scarf, because but because of because KC. Of KC. Absolutely. Absolutely
2: not. But that,
0: <laughs> But that being said, He's this, being modest folks. This is where we kind of Pass the torch On to the The second half uh, The The hashtag Blame Philly less Portion Of the Of the podcast Philly's dropping stuff In all kinds of Different crevices Here now So uh, Look I I don't know how This is gonna work On editing But that's what we have uh, Our friendly Neighborhood Philly for Uh, We are At that moment Right Where we were talking About how There was a little bit Of a scrum In the On the In the corner You did it In a
1: Christopher Walken voice Do it again No I
0: don't Come on, come on! We want to hear it. I I don't even remember what I said last. Time I don't know, but like the way you were starting to sound, <laughs> two players get into a scrum. There you go. There you north go. North end. It was. It, it was. I was trying to see what was going on, and this is where we kind of segue in because I know I'm talking about shirtless Tony the Capo. <laughs> That's such a great name. Hey, I'm Capo Shirtless Tony over here. Look oh, out! Man. I
2: it's love part Tony. Part of the Lucchese family. <laughs> He's getting there. He's he, getting there. He's putting in a lot of work. I appreciate him as my junior capo. Yeah. Trying to get him more run, but I, I appreciate his efforts thus far. Well, I mean, well, we
1: appreciate... See, like, anytime we get to the bank early on Christmas tree lane, he's the first one there.
0: Well, and, and look... At least as far as we he see. He did it. get plenty of run in this last match because you guys were tagging each other in left and right because while we were on the surface of the sun, you guys up in that capo stand, do not stop for one minute. And that was the incredible part to see. That was what was so cool is to see... How you just nonstop, I mean, bottles of water, buckets of water, whatever you could throw on your guys' selves. It was incredible to see. Um, while this was all going on, we got Casey leading cheers, so I'm staring at. You know, all four arms of Goro up there on the capo. Stand He's brawlick, folks. Brawlick. There you go. Yeah, brawlick. My goodness. And then I got shirtless Tony in front of me over there. Right hey, forget about it. But you could see the, the little brawl going on between Judson and I think Christian or Chicho Arango. And, and I just love Tristan Blackman. I think I say this in the second. I don't know. Philly's going to do the editing. But look,
1: I do I, have a question for Casey before we get to part two, which you'll obviously hear a different version of all three there
0: of There you go. I, I do want to say, as I pass it on to Philly, Casey, just once again, man, thanks, buddy.
2: Man, thanks for the invite. Happy Absolutely. to be here.
0: Philly? Again. You're, you're, yeah, again. Philly, your question before we let uh, Casey go watch Juve with Alessandro Del Piero. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll
1: be quick. And I'm going to throw at the precursor. If you don't want to answer it and you want to plead the fifth, just say plead the fifth and we will move on. Coming into these matches, right? Obviously, you guys have a game plan as as part of the north end, as the capos of the north end. How how long before the matches is the game plan in place as to what's going to be chanted? If you
2: want to plead the fifth, that's fine too. But if you can answer that, it'd be, I'd be interested. I mean, we have our we have our typical starters, and we go from there. Every every. I want to say every half of every home match, we're going to start with Dale. We're going to follow up with LA football club. And then we, we don't coordinate any of that. We don't, it's not, it's not, we don't have a set list. We don't, we go based off what the, what we see on the pitch, what the energy in the stadium is. And we try to course correct to where it's in our club's favor. So if you need us to go harder, we're gonna hit you with some with some bangers. If you need to hear that support that we have for you, if we need to throw a curveball in there, try to change things up, we're gonna do that. It's just it's very we we fly by the seat of our pants, we don't have a set list, we don't have oh, we're we're gonna we don't script any of it. First two chances, like it's us testing the waters. We start big with Dale Dale, that's That's always a banger. That's always going to get people hyped and get people ready to go. Then you follow it up and then you test the water from there, see what the temperature is and figure out where we need to go. I
0: love it. And look, I do want to mention something too. For those of you that are tuning in and you've gotten this far, Please make sure you stick around because what happens in the, the second half of this episode is we just sit down with Casey and ask him a bunch of questions about, you know, his his influences in the 3252, his ideas for the, the, the 3252 moving forward. And just we, we talk a lot to Casey about Casey and about everything that he and the council and the 3252 are going to try to accomplish. Uh, during his tenure, please, please, please stick around for the second half of this. I say this because we're going to find some creative way to patch these two uh, together. Hashtag Blame Philly for the first half again. Don't forget that. Yeah, it's going to stick with you for a little bit, bud. Uh, but now we have the been, five terabyte years, external hard drive. Three three years. Uh, well, you know, do better. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. You and, were so mean to me last I, night. I, was. I I don't
1: know what part of like the recording that came out on, but you were so mean to it me. It was not.
0: probably early on, but that's okay. Nothing no, no, no it was throughout now. the course of the pod. Nothing but love now. So screw you. But nothing but love for Casey for coming on. I, I don't know how you're going to make this work, but through the magic of editing, Philly is going to be able to handle all of this. And, and thank you for editing this episode, Philly. I clip so, well. You know what? We've got, we've got the second half of this episode where we talk about right after the 88th minute. So make sure you guys stick around and listen. And uh, I'm going to leave it to Philly to edit it.
1: All right, uh, and in case I can't find the second half, <laughs> no, sa- you have it. I saved it. All right, but let's. In terms of this segment, we'll end this segment the way we end all Defenders of the Bank episodes. Bye bye. What's up, y'all? It's your friendly neighborhood a Monster here. As the first hour and change worth of Defenders of the Bank episode 170. I don't know. I lost count. Indicated that you know we we had some technical issues giving you the first hour and a half. So the first hour and a half we had to re-record and that was on Sunday and we did that sucker right around like 10 a.m. So we were all in a completely different frame of mind. But what we're going to do is we're going to give you the second half of the first version of the recording. And you're going to tell just based on the demeanor of all of us That it was a different, let's call it more highly spirited episode, but we wanted to re-record it because we lost a lot of the good work we did. But we're going to incorporate the second half of it as well, and just wanted to make sure we give you the disclaimer. First half, going to be a lot different in terms of the attitude and the vibe of your guests than they are going to be for the next Hour and a half, but we hope you enjoy it. We had a darn good time, and hopefully, we managed to maintain and keep some of that magic from last night's episode. So, we hope you enjoy it. If you stuck this long within the podcast, we certainly appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy the second part of this pod. Speak to you soon.
0: So does Machine Gun Kelly, but that's a whole other story for another podcast. I clearly need to lose weight. We've already talked too much about things that don't have anything to do with LAFC so far. But Casey's like, these guys are boneheads. I'm glad he hasn't to, said it yet. I see
1: his eyes. No, no. Though. He's
0: like, I'm glad he's still, having a good time though. I see you smiling. Like, I'm glad I. This is, I'm I'm friends, friends, <laughs> this is why we're friends, Philly. This is why we're friends. He's like, how many more days till I do hard of LaFC? Jeez, <laughs> oh, what's going on here? What's what's happening? Shout out to Joseph, by the way. We I saw. Love, I love you know Joseph, with Joseph today. He's and
1: Tony, to be, it was Tony's birthday Tony, a couple of days ago. Full full disclosure.
2: He was half I, naked. I today. was
0: cheering right next to Tony and his shirtless.
2: His nipples th- smacked your forehead. They they almost. Speaking of guys with more tattoos than you. There you go.
0: Yes, oh, but, man, i got to worry about but, Tony too No, uh, Tony's taken, so you're yeah. good. Look, uh, we made one more sub getting Tristan Blackman on. And by the way, welcome back, Tristan Blackman, 82nd minute, getting him a little bit of burn. And I love, look, here's what I love about Tristan Blackman. If there's a scrum and Tristan Blackman's nowhere <laughs> near it, he's going to get right in the middle of it for no reason whatsoever. And I love it. He comes to defend his teammates. He did late in the ball game. Stuff, again, happening right, well, not right in front of us because there was Tony's. Between Tony's nipples and Casey's crotch, there was a lot going on right in front of me on the capo stand. And my hand on your leg. Your, well, that. And I got Eddie shaking his mask at me and his water and everything else. By the way, Eddie had some of the best chicken he's ever had in his life. Shout out to Eddie. That was ridiculous. He had like an entire chicken it in was, a cardboard whoever box. We got Eddie chicken, congrats. That was, that was some of the best chicken he's ever had. And Eddie, glad to hear you're okay and glad to see you got a new car, buddy. That was crazy. Eddie and I went out for Nigerian food. I took Eddie to this place in Westchester. It was great. And then, unfortunately, Eddie got into a gnarly car accident on the way home. So I'm glad that Eddie is good.
1: Love you, Eddie. And, uh, we, we us just... go.
0: But let's flash forward to the 88th minute after Tristan comes in in the 82nd. After Chicho Arango picks up a yellow card in the 86th for a little bit of a how's your father, I believe, as Philly would say, foul that he gave to the San Jose right, Earthquakes. Of, yeah, how's your father? There you go. In the 88th minute... A thing of beauty. Philly, it, it was a pass from Brian Rodriguez. Brian streaking down the left side. And there, there's a song about that if you want to go way back into the annals of, of our podcast. Brian, oh Brian, down the On left the wing w- he loves flying. flying. It was beautiful. He was 1v1 with the defender who, by the way, was... Judson! Hey! Our buddy broken again. left in a row. He was a bit of a naughty, naughty character. He was. We, we talked about that with Tristan Blackman getting in the middle of stuff, and I had to stare at crotches and nipples and all kinds of stuff. But that being and said. That's
1: just a Saturday morning yes, for
0: you. that was an afternoon delight. delight. There you go. <laughs> but for us, it was finally the weight. What What? moment of the podcast, moment of the game. It was where we salted it away, the nail in the coffin, the gargamel to the Smurfs, if you will. An incredible pass from Brian Rodriguez to who, Philly? Chicho. There we go.
1: Chicho a rock. hold on a second. It's not as it's not as much fun if you guys don't join me. I'm sorry. The both of you okay. need to join me so I will start it off and you, you will ahead. come in with the chorus. They'll right. be like we are hitting a reverb pedal. Let's go. The goal was
0: scored by Chicho. Chicho, Chicho Arango!
1: Arango. Yes, oh, look at how magnificent that is. Sweeping
0: through the Los Angeles community, it is Barry Manilow on Chicho Arango, brought to you by one Christian Philly Philemon. I love you, Barry. There you go. And Barry, by the way, thank you for listening. We know you're a big fan of the podcast. Now he is. In the 88th minute, it... Hold on, hold on. Can we do that again? Uh, I mean... The goal scored by Chicho... <laughs>
1: Chicho Arango. Oh, my
0: God. That is so much more fun if than I thought. If after an hour and a half, they haven't turned us off already, I think we found where they did right then and there. So if you're still listening, thank you. 88th minute, 3-1-LAFC, Scarfstradamus, shocker, wrong again. I thought it'd be 2-1. Philly thought it'd be 3-2. You know what? We combine our efforts, and by our powers combined, we, we form are, Voltron. There you go. Captain Planet Voltron. Three points our hero. for LAFC. We got yellow cards. Too bad the,
1: we didn't beat San Jose, too. Oh,
0: that's okay, though. We got Marco Varfam picking up a yellow. Judson picking up a yellow. But, but, more importantly, Chicho and Judson hugged it out right there on the pitch. Everything was cool. Not sure they're going Sportsmanship
1: to Sportsmanship by Chicho. Chicho Arango. This is so much
0: fun for, for you. All right, so 3-1 LAFC after literally 106 minutes of soccer, 45 plus 6. We have six. to explain
1: to folks, though, why that was the case. Okay,
0: so hydration breaks, yep. I, I believe, if I go back correctly, it's a, it's a mandatory five-minute addition if you yep. have hydration breaks, I believe. Might be four, might be five. I'll have to go back and look. But either way, there were six minutes of stoppage time in the opening half, and there were supposed to be nine. There were actually 10, almost, by the way, 10 full minutes of stoppage time. That is 16 additional minutes for 106. That would be the number of wins the Dodgers had on the year. 106 minutes of actual soccer being played at Bank of California Stadium, the Cathedral of the Black and Gold. We got to sit and stand and cheer and get showered upon in the choir of the Angels of the Black and Gold, the 3252, Mm, the North End today. It It was absolutely incredible. 3-1 LAFC. And look, because of all the results breaking our way earlier, we hadn't lost ground. We're going to do a very quick check as we're talking right now. And balls. Two one cool. galaxy with a second minute in stoppage time PK oh. by porn stash himself. Oh god, Sasha question two one galaxy over Portland what a game. That's kind of a bummer. But that being said, if we look at the up to date standings right now, now it gets fun in the Western Conference. You, of course, have Seattle, who have already clinched. You've got Kansas City, Colorado on 52 and 51 points. Portland at 46. And then there's a bit of a divide. You've got 42 points for Salt Lake, 42 points for Carson, and 41 points for Minnesota. So this has become a difficult undertaking with all the results today. We are now still 4 points off of a playoff spot, but we are up to eighth and we are at 37 points. And look, it just means these next two matches against FC Dallas, who is awful down on 28 points in 12th place with only Ricardo Pepe to save them. Dallas is not a good team. And we talked about the fact that in this three game gauntlet that we have coming up between San Jose, Dallas and Minnesota, We need three, three, and three. Well, look, we got to get those points against Dallas to bring us up to 40 to put us one away. But how much bigger now? Philly, KC, talk to me. How much bigger of a match in two matches as we head to the home of the 2022 All-Star Game, Allianz Field? How much bigger of a match is the showdown with goalkeeper Tyler Miller now becoming at Minnesota? Philly, Casey, your thoughts?
1: Look, Tyler Miller is no doubt going to have somewhat of a chip on his shoulder. Why? Because he wanted to stay within LAFC's ranks. LAFC parted ways with him. So you know that he's going to do everything within his power to do what he can to thwart any positive efforts by the black and gold. Oh, and by the way, Tyler Miller is sitting in double digits in terms of clean sheets. Yeah. He is having an outstanding time. We talk about goalkeeper controversy. Folks, between Blackman Cisniega and and uh, Tomas Romero, their clean sheets don't even come close. They Every do not. Keeper, three keepers combined, they don't even come close to Tyler Miller. So you know that he's going to go out there and want to do what he can to kind of stick it to his old club. Minnesota, on the road, And you know what? It doesn't even matter if it's Minnesota. Winning on the road in MLS is hard. Most of the successful teams, with the exception of the New Englands and the Seattles, don't have the greatest road records. LAFC certainly doesn't. Going into Allianz, that's going to be a tough match for the Black and Gold.
0: Yeah, look, Casey, Tyler Miller in goal... He's been a revelation so far. He's played 25 matches, 25 starts for this club. And I think we talked about it, right? 10, I think, clean sheets. 11, 11 clean sheets. Jeez, 11 uh, clean uh, uh. sheets. It's it, He's real good. Let me ask you something. Right now, going into the Dallas match, going into the Minnesota match, knowing we need six points, your thoughts, are we getting all six?
2: If we play the way we are capable of, absolutely.
0: I like it. I like it. So... Let me ask you, is it Jamal Blackman moving forward? I, I threw that out there at the start. Do you think we have Jamal for the next couple of games, especially after today?
2: I think so. I think he gets a shout against Dallas to see what he can do there. Unless he has an absolute howler, I think we'll see him again in Minnesota. I think Bob's going to go with the experience. Yeah. And the more sure-handed approach that Blackman has. So we'll see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. He, he definitely played with more confidence today, too, which was great. He came out several times, punched the ball away, grabbed the ball in midair. I mean, the dude is 6'6". Uh, and look, you mentioned Howlers. What we haven't seen, for the most part, from our keepers this season, are Howlers, what we certainly remember from Tyler Miller, and what we've seen a couple of times in highlights from Minnesota this season with Tyler Miller, are those, those times where he's not just out of the goal box. He's like Jorge Campos out there all the way out near midfield, except Jorge Campos was one of the most skilled players you will ever see on a soccer pitch. Yeah, you can't compare Tyler <laughs> Miller to no, Campos. You, you can Sorry. only in the fact that they're both out there by midfield, except with Campos, you're like, all right, let's see what happens. With you're, Tyler, you're using expletives.
1: No, you're right. Like With with Campos, is like he's out there in a good way. With Miller, he's he's out there. You he's know, out like, there.
0: He is he is out there. And look, he, he is 6'4". He is a tall keeper. He had another clean sheet today against Austin. He's actually been quite successful ever since he was purged from the Seattle roster. No, you're you're absolutely right. Look, eleven clean sheets in twenty five matches. But how much of
2: that is is because of the defense in front of him?
0: Look, I if I remember correctly, Aiko Parra has not come back this season. He is still dealing, which is crazy to me, and it tells you how real this stuff is. Still dealing. With the effects of a concussion, right?
1: Well, you're right. The back line. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. No, go right but ahead. But I'm looking at these numbers that you pulled up right here. Yes. And these are Tyler Miller's stats over the course of the past couple of games. Look at the amount of saves that he's, he's accrued. Yeah. Eight saves versus Austin. Nine saves versus Colorado. Four against Dallas. I mean, like, you go through those.
0: It could be the defense. But at the same time... It looks like it's Tyler.
1: It's Tyler. Yeah.
0: Look, this last match against Austin, eight shots on goal, or eight shots against, I should say, right? Eight saves. You look down at his match against Houston. Houston is garbage. Yet they won because he had eight eight saves on eight shots. Even when they lose 3-0 to Colorado, he still had nine saves in that match. I think, look, what we are seeing is that Tyler knows he's playing every day. He's not looking over shoulder at a Kenneth Vermeer or at a Pablo Cisniega or at anybody else. Well, I'd love to see Kenneth Vermeer's he's, stats, by the way. I, I mean, I can pull those up, but I don't want to break my computer. They're bad. <laughs> he's Poor poor Kenneth Vermeer. He's just, when you're done, you're done. Luckily. No, he's on
1: FC. He's on He's on Cincy, bro. The Warts team. He was major done with
0: summer. us, dude. Yeah, right, he's done. Right. He's, he's not ageless like one Gigi Buffon, the greatest goalkeeper of all time.
2: Amen to that.
1: Yes, Jesus, sir. I'm surrounded by Serie a yes, fans. Yes, sir. You are surrounded
0: by a jury fans, by Serie a fans. Hold on a second. Hold yeah. on a second.
1: Casey, we know, is a Juve fan. I am not a
0: Scarf. Serie A fan. I'm an jury fan. Yes, you are correct.
1: Scarf, you need to put down, you need to pitch your flag or pitch your tan or whatever. Whoa, you know, that what you want. whoa, whoa. I'm not your heel, by the Go way. Go on. You need to assimilate and you need to pick your Serie A team. I, look, you can't claim to be Italian and only root for the Italian national team. You need a club allegiance. First
0: of all, I'm not claiming I'm Italian, I'm actually Italian. Let's jean
1: ramon Lebert.
0: Yes, that is. Uh, you
1: sound like 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 Triple H's alter ego. All right, so here's the deal. <laughs> Paul Levesque.
0: Twenty-three and Me. I did the whole Twenty-three and Me thing, and I learned I, a lot of weird
1: things on Twenty-three. You, you did. We
0: can't talk about that. We though.
2: cannot. But, but that, this is Defenders After Dark. This Why is not? That, well, because there's some stuff that he learned
0: about <laughs> 23andMe, which is crazy. Yeah, talent, I, I
2: really right? have the craziest 23andMe He has
0: the best stories. You guys are going to have to DM Philly directly if you want to hear anything about that. I'm not sharing anything. He is not going to share about that. But I can share that going into it, I thought I was about 60% Italian. And 23andMe told me I was 60% Italian. I know that my father, John Liebert, which if you pronounce it correctly is John LeBert. I know that his father, my grandfather, Georges Lebert, with an S at the end of it, I believe, Georges Lebert, he was French-Canadian from Quebec, like actual Canada, not Utica, which Philly likes to call Canada. Anything north of the Bronx is freaking Canada, bro. Disagree. It's actually part of the United States. But still, and I digress, Quebec is where my father, my grandfather, Georges Lebert, is from. My father, his name is John Raymond Liebert or John Raymond Lebert. Wanted to give me his name, but not as a junior. So I am Jean-Ramon Lebert, which is John Raymond. You don't want to tell him your high school name? In French. I do not. I got made fun of. (laughs) Kids called me John Can we get the name of the street you lived on in first grade? Yeah, Prairie Avenue in Torrance, California. Shout out to Steve's Charburger on 182nd and Prairie. I've been there. That's why I look like I do. So uh, a pastrami burger dry with no onions, a large order of onion rings, well done. And a medium root beer with a really good crushed ice. That was my order at Steve's Burgers. But look, I have the French name Jean-Romain Lebert. However, I am 60% Italian.
1: Pick your damn team.
0: I Look, if I had one, it would be Parma. I like the, the city of Parma. I and sent my cheese. mother. I love their cheese. That is where Parmesan cheese comes from. I picked the, the Italian team. What is your Italian team? Well, look, I've been to a Serie A match. Yeah, what, so AS what, Roma, babe. AS Roma. You have the little... Oh, you have a Fiorentina little thing right behind you There
1: was a player what's pl- happening There was there was a Romanian player who yes. played at Chelsea yes. Mutu who ended up having a pretty stellar career at Fiorentina and that's the reason why I'm a fan not to mention I did tour the stadium at Florence but I was in Italy in February of 2020 right, right before the pandemic hit. Look, I we, went to go see AS Roma
0: We we don't have that's many team. We don't have many Italian players that come over and play in MLS right Like for me Andrea Pirlo when, uh, I was going to say for me like, I'm sorry. When Andrea Pirlo came to NYCFC in 2015, lost my mind. That was a tried-and-true member of the Azzurri And his spandex. World Cup winner Andrea Pirlo. When, when Alessandro Nesta came over for Montreal, oh, my God, that was incredible. Daniela De Rossi came over for Real Salt Lake and, like, never played again. Which De Rossi came over? Not Daniela De Rossi. Uh, not Portia De Rossi. The boy from New Jersey. Yeah. what? But he played Beppe Rossi. Thank you. Giuseppe Thank you. Rossi. Giuseppe Rossi. God, what did I say down? You mentioned Daniela De Rossi before. What were we talking a- about? Daniela? We were
1: talking about A S Roma. I go. understand why you befuddled Sorry. yourself.
0: So yeah, Giuseppe Rossi came over and I thought, oh, this will be great. I'll be able to root came for him. Came over from New Jersey? He's, but he was, He's from Jersey. He was a, he, But he was a Serie A guy for a long, long, long time. So I was excited. I get to root for somebody from Serie A. He played like six and a half minutes over two games and broke himself again, and is done for his that's career.
2: That's how he ended up here.
1: Yeah, that's, no, absolutely. so <laughs> like I'm bitter, done. battered, and broken. I'm going to go to a real Salt Lake. I like.
0: still want. <laughs> yes,
1: I know Gigi Buffon,
0: G. Buffon. I, even at age fifty, he can come over and play in the MLS for a little bit. I'll still buy a Gigi Buffon jersey. But that being said, Philly, let's talk about our upcoming schedule. We went thirteen games in between, thirteen days, excuse me, in between matches. We have begun a rough four game stretch. Four games. In 11 days. So in just four days, we head to Dallas to lovely Frisco, Texas, home of the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. Congrats to Steve Chirondolo. Yes. Good that's a, that's a huge win for U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame. Steve Chirondolo, not only is he the coach of the recently winning a game Las Vegas Lights, but a German Bundesliga Legend. Hannover 96 That's right. He played what, fifteen years or something like, he's like that. Captain of the team. He was a he's a, he's like a legend. If they're going to put a statue of a player out there, they might have one of Stevie Cherundolo, which is pretty flipping cool. That he is such a Bundesliga legend. They head to Dallas on the twentieth, followed by a match in Minnesota on the twenty-third. Oh my God, that's like right then and there. And then we come back home.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm saying this because I'm a little worried. About this club. They are very, very good and they will be at full strength because the rumor is oh. a, and I've got to look to see if he actually played today. JM. The, the rumor is Jordan Morris might be back in the fold all of a
1: sudden for Seattle. Swansea, what is it with Americans in Swansea where things just don't work <laughs> oh, out? I mean We ca- we have one of those on our team he, too.
0: He was on his first shift. With Swansea when he blew out his knee, gut wrenching. I mean that was awful. Uh, while while I stall and you guys talk about stuff, I am gonna see. By the way, if one. Jordan Morris, who was rumored to be eligible for selection today for Seattle, let's see if he played. Oh my goodness! There, there's the button for it. So look, we got a gauntlet. We have four games in eleven days. Casey, how many of the four games in the next eleven days? You went to San Jose because we were there. I saw your crotch. We talked about it a minute ago. Whoa! Uh, Dallas, are you headed to Dallas?
2: No, no Not Dallas headed for me. To Dallas.
0: You are headed to Minnesota.
2: I will be at Minnesota. And
0: Lord knows this man is going to be running things on the capo stand against seattle so three out of four which is two more than well well, one more i should say than we'll be there to see expectations these next three matches in like 11 days
2: i mean expectations is we need to make the playoffs and realistically we should just win out i like it that's the expectation is we need to win out whatever that takes whatever that looks like not my job bob figure it out
0: (laughs) there you go no you're absolutely right it's We've talked about it. We need nine points in these next three games. And then we need to have the fight of our life against Seattle. It's going to be brutal. We know what they mean to Major League Soccer. We know who they are. No more. Uh, it looks like Morris not even eligible for the 18. So and the rumor, it would be too soon. I Look, I think so. But man, this team is, is it. So I'd
2: be willing to bet we see Morris before we see Vela.
0: <laughs>
2: At this point.
0: We'll
1: probably see Jean-Louis G. Buffon, <laughs> I,
2: that handsome man. That hurt, uh, that hurt. That hurt I, my had heart. Had hair like that in my forties.
0: That hurt my heart. Um, <laughs> I
1: love Vela, man. But I don't know what's going look, on, man. You, I don't want to kid ourselves. Like having Vela back in the lineup, obviously, is going to be a big thing. At, le- at the very least, from a uh, distributing perspective. But we cannot. And look, you you boys, you boys can both look me in the eyes. We can't no, right. put our we're, we're not relying on Carlos Vela. Right. To, to be the difference maker. The difference maker already exists on the pitch. You're absolutely And right. that's Chicho Arango. And he was today. That is the difference maker on LAFC. We want to talk about who the MVP is. The MVP in reality throughout the course of the season is the supporters in the 3252. Because we've dealt with a lot of BS throughout the course of the season. But if we're going to like break it down to where a player has to get that title, it's got to be Chicho Arango. Man. Absolutely. The best yeah. acquisition that we've had over the course of the past couple of years. And the guy who plays with a lot of heart. Where... I earned a lot of respect for him. Obviously his play is what it is. At the very end of the game, when the final whistle blew and we won 3 to 1. We did. A scoring line that we haven't really been able to brag about all year long. There were so many games in which we weren't able to score more than two goals. Per we
0: score. get half off our second scoop at Baskin Robbins because we You scored get three ice goals. cream. You. you get ice cream. We all get ice cream. We all
1: scream for ice cream. Baskin Robbins sponsor defenders of the bank. Please. But Chicho came out, and this is well after a lot of people cleared the stadium. You were there. You were there. I was there. Eddie was there. Eddie was there. He came out to do the Walker Zimmerman LAFC thing.
2: The three-point punch?
1: Yeah. But he didn't do it once. He wasn't satisfied with the way he did it. He was not. He did it twice. And I got to tell you, it was very endearing seeing him get into it, silence the crowd, and then go back out there with it. You can tell he loved it. You can tell he genuinely loves being a part of this club. And obviously, from the supporters' perspective, from the fans' perspective, from the television perspective, we all appreciate that. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and he plays like it. And that's what we need. More players like Chicho Arango.
0: Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. No, look. Here's, here's what I have to The most important thing, as I would say, is this. With Chicho Arango... What I would love to do after today's match, because I saw it four or five times, where Chicho is the one just barking at people, setting up defense, getting people fired after the goal. Chicho was so pissed after the San Jose goal. He brought that team back. He brought that team together. What I want to do, and I know these people probably aren't listening to this particular episode of Defenders of the Bank, but what I want to do is to talk to those people that actually watched the game today, in the stadium, at Bank of California, the Cathedral of the Black and Gold, who were there for their first time or haven't been there very many times. And I want to pull them aside and I want to ask them, which player do you think looks, acts, talks, plays like a leader out there? And without Edward Atuesta, without Eddie Segura, to me, Especially today, what we saw from Chicho Aranga, he decided, look, there might have been a 13-day break. We know what's ahead of us. We're still four points away from the playoff line now. But Chicho took this team by the scruff of the neck today and said, damn it all, if I am not going to be the one that leads us to the top of that mountain Chicho took over today as the leader of this club. Casey, your thoughts on Chicho as a leader or whoever is the leader of this club?
2: I mean, it just seems like pick a Colombian for the armband, right? At this point, <laughs> right? As far as the players who play with passion, play with balls, play with a spine, play with like that that little bit of like crazy that you want. Sure. Right? On your team to where we're going to fight for this. And you know that you're gonna get that from them, and I honestly think we need more players like that. Yeah, because I think, I think it's very easy to say that we are resting on our laurel, on our laurels as a club. Yeah. We've done so much. We've had incredible past few years, but that's not good enough. And now you're seeing the new blood come in, inject some energy, inject some passion, inject some desire, just like. Earlier this season when you saw the young kids finally get their chance. Yeah. When you saw Bryce Duke stand up to players that were trying to bully him in midfield. When you see Fall scoring, jumping out of the fucking stadium (laughs) with those headers and putting the hat on, being like, this is it. Right. Right? Like, this is why I fell in love with the club. And just having that energy, having that passion, having that belief. Because I feel like that's something we've been missing. Sure. Uh, I'm not gonna say who to who to lay the blame sure. at the feet of. That's okay. But I think it's very obvious that we all see that there's there was a lack of passion earlier in the season that we have now turned into a bit of intensity. Most of the games these days. Sure. I, I feel like the San Jose away recently. I think it's very easy to say that we we weren't up for it. I don't know why, but sometimes we have this penchant of playing down to our opponents. And I feel like, I think, I know that the best teams don't do that. You play your game, you impose your will. We have the talent to win the cup in this league. Do we have the mentality? We got to figure that out.
0: Yeah. And four years in, that's the question everybody's asking, right? Like, no one will doubt that we have the talent. And for the record, that's why no one feels bad when we have a bad season like this. They're like, hey, look at your roster. You're good. You're fine. Yeah. Figure it out. But no, totally agree. Look, we've got an uphill climb still. We're four points back of the playoff line. But things broke our way for long enough. Now we're going to have to break things our way ourselves, right? And we talk about luck. We talk about skill. We talk about everything. At this point, y- you mentioned it, Casey. We... we- we just have to win out. We have to take the bull by the horns. We have to keep stacking three points upon three points upon three points. We only have 15 points left to get. And because we have the same amount of games left as the teams above us, we need help. We need help. And it's a weird place for LAFC to be in because we've never been there before. Look, all they need to focus
1: on is giving their best effort yeah. to like pretty much duplicate what they did today. They just need to continue on with that, like you were saying. And and just went out. Look, you cannot rely on anybody else. Sure, it is a chicken poop mentality
2: to think that way.
0: Right. If and
2: it, if you don't do your part, it doesn't matter what other clubs do. You absolutely. can get all the help in the world, yep. but if you don't hold up your end, yep, it doesn't matter. Yep, so yep, we have to put the onus on the other on the other teams that are playing in these other matches that potentially help us. We have to play in a way so that we make it in our favor. Yes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And look, fifteen points left, guys. Fifteen points left
2: in the season. We got a damn good shot.
1: You, you'd have to be a schmuck not to think that we don't have a shot at making the playoffs. It's, look, I don't want to. I don't right want th- to think beyond that. We make the playoffs. It's a completely different season. We just got to get there,
2: and we're close. And,
0: and look, what Bob is going to tell everybody is playoffs don't matter. Dallas matters in like three yeah. or four days, and and he's not right? wrong. He's right. not wrong. And, and then we're I mean, already
2: I, in the playoffs. Yeah, no, honestly.
0: you're you yeah. are absolutely Casey with the quote of the pod. We, we are now in the playoffs, right? Like, there is a mentality where if we lose a game from here on out, our season's over.
1: Decision day is Dallas.
0: Right. Decision day right now is Dallas. Then decision day becomes Minnesota. Then decision day becomes Seattle. Then decision day becomes Vancouver. Then decision day becomes flipping Mark Anthony, K, Stephen Bateshore, and Colorado in Colorado.
2: Blech.
0: Bring it on. The way we're playing right now, the talent that we have around us, maybe we found our keeper. We've definitely found our leader, in my opinion, in Chicho Arango. Good Lord, would I love to have Edward Atuesta back and healthy. Because I know one thing. You can say what you want about Carlos Vela. But our team is better with Edward Atuesta on the pitch. Our team is better with, in my opinion still, one of the top five midfielders in all of Major League Soccer. And a player who we're going to be very sad to see leave when he finally gets sold off onto a bigger club. But a player who I will root for harder than any player. That has ever worn the black and gold after they leave. I don't have many options right now. It's like Christian Ramirez and and Diego Rossi.
1: I don't see an Aberdeen jersey on your I do not uh, own
0: one. I Look, I'm excited to watch Diego Rossi at Fenerbahce. I'm excited to keep tabs on Christian Ramirez at Aberdeen. I forget wherever Andre Horta is because I don't care. Braga. Braga. FC Braga. Was he still with his brother? SC
1: yeah. Braga. Yeah, yeah. SC he's in Braga. Portugal SC with his brother. Braga.
0: Yeah, he's still with his brother. Yeah. Uh,
1: Who actually I, denied a contract with Atlanta United. I heard
0: about that. Yeah, I read it was that It's a pretty article.
1: good contract, too.
0: Yeah. Let's It's trust Martinez's team still. He doesn't want
1: to. But, be. But, but he's also probably listening to his brother going, yeah, don't go to MLS. <laughs> I, I didn't do well. <laughs>
0: his first pass was to Carson. Um, <laughs> that being said, look. I, I always watch wherever Adama Diamande is doing, wherever he is, and he hasn't done a whole lot. But man, will I root for Edward Atuesta hard. That being said...
1: Let's talk got, about our experience today. We,
0: we got Dallas. but we, we spent 90 minutes on the North End, man. We spent 90 minutes in. the North I, I will say... Let, let me start out because it was my first 90 minutes. You've been before. I I cannot tell you all how different and incredible and and awe-striking of an experience it was for me to be there for the full 90 minutes. I have experienced Bank of California Stadium in every single other possible way, with the exception of the South End. I've I've never sat... I I don't know you hanging out
1: with Red. I've I've never sat
0: with the South End Falcons. (laughs) I've never sat in the South End. I've sat in Figueroa Club. I've sat in those seats above Fig, the 200 block over there on the opposite side. Win. For for matches that weren't LAFC matches, uh, for other stuff that went up. I've obviously spent most of my time in Founders. I spent the All Star Game in Field Club. Never sat in a game in Sunset Deck, but I I think I'm good. Don't think I need to. I, I actually enjoyed a match in the North End Terrace. That was fun. Bank California Stadium has so many cool ways to experience a
2: match. None quite like the North End.
0: Nothing. Nothing like the ninety minutes that I experienced in the north end, and and honestly, this was on a day where Bank California Stadium wasn't full. It was no, look, we, we we don't want to say it right, but the team may have sold twenty two thousand seats. There weren't twenty two thousand butts in twenty two thousand seats, but the north end, the thirty two fifty two, they were still every bit of the north end today. And my personal experience, I cannot vouch for this experience more. If you are listening, and you have a friend who can get you tickets into the North End, because at this point you got to know somebody, and we do, we know Casey.
1: We like Casey. We do. He's right here. Yeah, but that, that's not if, the only reason why we're saying that.
0: It's, but it's also well, a would reason say it why, even we, if he wasn't here, I, but he is right here. So I'm going to say it while looking at him. Thank you. <laughs> so, if you've got a friend who can get you into the North end and you are ready to be a part of it because part of it, by the way, is a social contract that you enter in with 3,251 other people where you commit yourself to, okay, look, I'm going to cheer. And if I don't know the cheer, I'm going to clap. I'm going to wave my hands. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to pay attention to whatever the heck it is that I'm supposed to be doing in the 3,252. Not going to watch the game. As much as I would like, which is what happened today. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to be on Instagram Live. I'm not going to try to tell all my social media followers, look at this cool thing I'm doing right now. Look, everybody, this is a cool thing. No. I knew that by stepping onto the surface of the sun today, which is what we did. Which is why you still look like a sun-dried today. It was so hot. Guys, it was so hot. I've gone through chapstick and eye drops and I'm trying to keep my body hydrated in every possible way I can, but it was so hot today. The railing, the ra- I, burnt, I burnt my skin on the railing. It was hot.
2: No Y'all far. picked the worst day to come to the North that <laughs> I'm not no, going to no, lie. I, I, I disagree. I think we, uh, we picked
1: Look, the best day. We picked day. the worst weather.
2: We picked, picked the
0: worst, worst weather. weather. Uh, I don't think there's such a thing as a bad day in the 3252 because I've been able to watch it and see it from afar. And now that I've experienced it, I just, I can't say enough about, as long as you're ready, because you have to commit to it. I felt like I fell out of a tree after 90 minutes. Everything hurt. I was sore. I smelled terrible. (laughs) And
1: and and still do. I still do.
0: And I have to tell you guys, I loved every damn minute. Thank you. To Casey and to everybody in the supporters groups that have not just accepted us today in the 3252, but on Christmas Tree Lane and in everything that we do. I just, damn, did I love every minute of today. No,
1: it was a fantastic environment. And look, we've you've heard about us preach countless times about being a part of Christmas Tree Lane. And if you really want to get the... uh the heartbeat of the club, Yeah, come out to the tailgates, be a part of that on Christmas tree lane. But we never had more than that to fall back on. We've been invited on numerous occasions as a collective to sit within the North End. And it's not for, and look, and honestly, it's it's never, we never denied it for for reasons that were pretentious, so to speak. But to a certain extent, it's like we felt welcomed within Christmas tree lane. Part of it, it wasn't reluctance. It was like, well, we don't want to step on anybody's turf. We Absolutely. don't want to take somebody's position that has been there before us. So for us, it was more a matter of wanting to be respectful. Absolutely. Not necessarily be louder, just, but be, be a part of it. And what we got, what we gathered by being within the North End, being on the side of Black Army, right in between Casey's legs and Tony's nipples and, and Fresco's <laughs> bum. <laughs> There was best
0: day ever. <laughs> best day ever. I mean, if
1: that's our best day ever, then you know what? I'm I'm fine resting on our laurel, on my laurels because it really was a great day. It was a, a a brother and a sisterhood. I mean, we felt so welcomed and so accepted. And yeah. I got to tell you from the bottom of my heart, like I really appreciated that. I didn't know we were there. Like after the flag ceremony, like we rolled up to the north end. We didn't want to not go. We wanted to be there. But like we were like, oh, I don't know, like where do we position but there ourselves? There was
0: reluctance for we're, sure. Yeah,
1: there was reluctance. We, again, we didn't want to be disrespectful to where we were going, <laughs> yeah. and we were fortunate enough to bump into Austin, who loves pie, who loves pie <laughs> and country music, who we've hung out with. I mean, we had a great time in San Diego. Absolutely, we, all, all four of us. Yes, all four of us. And we're like Austin. Like we want to like. Where do we go? We don't know. He <laughs> He's let like, us down. all right, down. dummies,
0: you're down here. He let us Let's down. Go.
1: And I have to reiterate it again. We were down in between Casey's legs, Tony's nipples, and Fresco's bum. <laughs>
0: Second row on the sun.
1: You want to talk about it? Like, it was just an incredible experience being part of that and like the fact that you guys accept us. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our, our, our yeah. hearts. My voice, my throat, my larynx is messed up. His is too. I, I feel like, you know, we, we smoked a pack of cigarettes Ooh. and we're, uh, you know, waitresses off of a freaking like highway and in like a, in a diner there, but it was worth every freaking minute of it. I, I stink. I smell like beer, yeah. sunblock yeah. and micheladas and I loved every minute of it. And for those of you who have not experienced the North End, what are you waiting for? Go there. You wanna feel the heartbeat of the club? That's where it is. We sit in Founders Club. Is it the heartbeat? No. No. No, it is not. Is Field Club the heartbeat? No. And for those people that do sit in field club that are of a higher stature, they come and admire the North End. So that's gotta tell you something. Do I wanna sit in Fig? No. Do I wanna sit in South End? No. I love my founder seats, but I'm not gonna sit in Founders.
0: Do not wanna be North End? Fig, Fig you guys. Fig has Bohemia. Don't forget. That's, that's <laughs> I will say this. But fun. on
1: a day like today, I'd rather stand, jump, sing, and get oh, beer showered rather I, than sit and fig.
0: Look, it was hot. It was hot, hot as you know what today. Sun-dried tomatoes. It was, That's what I look like. I'm. That's the Italian <laughs> of me. What do you want me to do? Babbity boopy. So my 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 last thought on everything today is, if it takes us sitting in the north end, if it takes us missing the first goal, if it takes us standing on our heads, whatever it takes to get three points. If it takes us doing a two-hour
1: pod because we had to go back to watching the game.
0: We're, we're having fun, guys. Uh, look, it's, it's been so much fun to have had this experience today. We've got Casey here, the president of the 3252. And, of course, before we let Casey go, Couple well, we're, we're never letting him go. Couple of other questions. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Casey on the spot. Just, one just like more the time. movie Titanic, I'll That's, never let go. Yeah. You sailing.
2: can scoot over a little bit though.
0: I, I, I'm sailing, Jack. I'm sailing. Oh. So, question for you: As you embark on your leadership of the 3252, is there anything that you have in mind as a goal, or as a mission, or as a path that you want to help chart for the thirty fifty two. Is there anything that you come into this office in mind of of making sure you you want to accomplish, or at least set in motion during your tenure?
2: I just want to lay the foundation to build something bigger and better going forward. I don't want to build on like terrible foundation where everything's going to crumble. I want to set everything in place. I want the structure there so that we have a solid base and a solid foundation to be able to do all the things that we want to do as a 3252, which is we want to be among the best supporter sections in the world in the stadium. We want to give back to the community that we live in, that we love. We want to give back to the people that affect us in the city. Right. This is more than just... This is more than just about what happens at the Bank of California. Absolutely. And we want to be able to give back to them as well. So to be the best of our potential, I want to realize our potential, right? Best supporter section yeah. the, among them in the world. Yep, Being able to give back to the community, being able to give back to the people who need it the most and being able to serve, honestly, yeah, is what I'm hoping to do and just try to be like the best steward possible going sure. forward possible.
0: Sure, um, you know you've had some great leaders in front of you. At Jimmy, you've had Joseph. You know we we also know Julio has had quite a bit to do with the formation of the two. You've got a lot of great shout leaders. out to Ray. It's
1: his birthday within the next day or two. Ray,
0: that's right. You've got Ray. You've got plenty of people that have helped chart this path forward for you. Has there been any advice, words of wisdom, words of caution, words of? I don't know. Has there been anything that you've kind of taken to heart that you've that you've heard from others or, you know, what, what has it been like for you to I, I kind of picture, you know, Simba as he listened to like Mufasa and all the other the great stars who were the old kings, right? And the Lion King. Like, I feel like like that's kind of what you're coming from, right? Like we've had a lot of great leaders with a lot of great experience in, in world football with LAFC, whatever it might be. Is there anything that you've you've taken from any of them or things that you've been able to, to keep
2: everything. Honestly, I came into when I first joined black army and when I first started getting involved with 3252 and everything else on like a bigger scale, I acknowledge that I don't know what these other people know. So what we have in the North end is just a collective of individuals with wide ranging interests, wide ranging experience and what we've been able to do is just meld it all together, sure. figure out what works, figure out what doesn't, try to make everything better and just try to like pick and choose and try to work on the things that don't necessarily work. And it's all been a learning experience. It's all been very helpful. And I look forward meeting everyone or hearing what everyone else has to say and trying to work and incorporate that into what we do to be the best group possible.
0: Sure. All right, last question for me, and then I'll let Philly start putting on the spot. Our first president of 3252 as we started playing games was Joseph Zacher. Yes, sir. Amazing wife, two kids. Jimmy, amazing wife, couple of kids.
2: I don't like where this is going. Oh,
0: I don't, I, I, I'm <laughs> terrified with this. <laughs> When is The Amazing Wife and A Couple of Kids happening? That's, that's my next question here oh, for God. KC. Oh,
2: when the time is right.
0: All right. Sounds good. There you go. That was a good answer, my friend. I'm with <laughs> you. I love you. I just you know, wanted, to, wanted to highlight the fact that uh, you, you work so incredibly hard with, with your job and with everything you do outside of the 3252 without giving you any crap for the whole family thing. What I want to actually, what I really want to ask is this. You have a full-time job. You have a career. You have... Yes, I do. Like uh, You've got a life, right? Outside of thirty two fifty two. How hard is it to balance everything you do in your personal life, in your job life, in your occupation, everything else, with what... Of the little we know... I mean, look, we we know you have your hands in a lot of things in 3052 with the North End, with with everything on the council. How hard is it to balance all of those things? and, And how... Have you already found that you're starting to maybe hopefully get a little bit of, of equilibrium and all of that?
2: It's a very time intensive position. And you mentioned it, wife, kids, like wife and two kids for the previous presidents. Right. And I feel like me not having that responsibility.
0: right? And I was only giving you a hard time about that, by the way. I love you. I, you know that. I agree.
2: I know. Okay. I know how it is. Right. Um, I feel like it allows me to pour more of myself into this. Because this is an outlet that I've been looking for for a long time, and I finally found it. I finally found myself in it. Sure. And I don't want it to go by the wayside. I don't want it to be for nothing. A lot of us have put so much time, so much blood, so much sweat, so much effort into this that I just wanted to keep growing. Right? And I'm lucky that my career, that my profession, that my job allows me to have the flexibility to where I can go on these away days, to where I can dedicate time to make these meetings or meet with the people who have the best intentions but may not necessarily know how to go about it, right? And it's about educating them on how to best reach us as supporters and how to grow this culture and be able to do right by everyone involved. Sure,
0: Sure. Philly, your turn to put Casey on the on the hot seat, you got anything for, for Casey?
1: Well, I'm not going to ask him who he's proposing to or when he's going to like knock somebody up. I mean, I, that's, I, I got that's, a little. I got a little nervous with that question.
0: I don't is. think that. I mean, Nina's right on the other side. Of I <laughs> yeah, like you, yeah. I, I could put that I, pressure on you. I have to be very here. careful with what I say in so, terms of those. Kinds.
1: So I'm going to ask you. Uh, it's going to be like two questions, but that kind of like come from one. So obviously, you've been a part of things fr- from the get go, as far as this club is concerned. What would you say for the outsider looking in that loves this club and wants to be a part of the community but doesn't necessarily know how to go about doing it? What do you say to somebody from the outside, again, looking in,
2: that wants to be part of the North End and the 3252 that doesn't know how to go about doing it? Honestly, do what you guys have done. You guys have come in with a very respectful reproach. And you guys are being like, is it okay if we just show up here at tailgates? Hell yeah, absolutely. I say going to tailgates is the best thing you can do when it comes to meeting supporter groups, meeting leaders, meeting people, just like, just come, let us know who you are. Let's get to know you. And then we can start working those things out later, right? Like I didn't have an issue bringing you guys to the North end because you guys are aware of the culture. You guys are aware of what it means. The social contract of being in the supporter section and being actual supporters, Right? We see you every morning for every tailgate. (laughs) Right? It sounds terrible, but I love y'all. It's great. We have, we love it. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, just come be known, make, introduce yourself. Sure. You don't necessarily have to go above and beyond. You don't have to dive in from the very beginning because I've seen so many times where people are just, it's my first game. I'm so excited. I love it all. But then you don't hear from them two months down the road. Like, we don't want you to burn out. Right, so come in, meet people, build those relationships, have a good time, and then it'll all work itself out from there. To be completely honest,
1: I, I love I it, love and, that, and, that, and that's a great answer. Yeah. And I mean, we again—that's we feel so ingratiated to all of y'all by allowing us to be a part of, of everything. And look, from our perspective, we are part of the thirty-two fifty-two in a sense, but being at Christmas Tree Lane. Look, it's not about setting, pitching a tent, Giggity, and just like having a bunch of beers and drinking for like, you know, several hours before the game. Sure. It's just like Casey said. It's just like, you know, you've said. It's about getting to know everybody. And the sport itself is beautiful, right? The the results will happen regardless. But do we, I don't necessarily bleed black and gold because of the amount of goals that Carlos Vela scores. Absolutely not. You're right. I bleed black and gold because of the community and the people that are a part of it. Yeah. 100% so so Jimmy said something that really rung true and being a fan of like a lot of the other professional sports it didn't register until Jimmy said it shout out to Jimmy Lopez former president of 3252 I've heard it and that that comment was players come and go supporters are there for life sure and that is such a true statement we'll see plenty of Carlos Velas hopefully (laughs) sorry Wait a minute, I don't <laughs> want to edit more. Sorry. We're going to see plenty of Carlos Velas. We're going to see Diego Rossis. We're going to see a bunch of players like that. We're
0: but gonna they're going to come three new designated players next year.
2: Yeah,
1: day. maybe one day we'll see three designated. <laughs> don't get players.
2: me excited. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me excited.
1: But what I know that I'll see on a Saturday morning at seven or eight a.m. is Casey, yeah, Austin, Jr. Hi, uh, Nina. Uh, we'll see Chiki We'll see we'll Su Jin. We'll see uh, you know play, Ray. We'll see Julio. We'll see we'll see Kobe. Sure. We'll see so many people, and that's what makes this club beautiful. Not so much the product on the pitch, but the community yeah. and the people that 100%. are around it and supported. And that's what makes LAFC beautiful to me. I'll look. I'll always root for my other teams. But the quite Jets, honestly, the Mets, the All right, yeah, yeah. All right, crappy, crappy professional sports <laughs> franchises. But if you ask me, everything that I have in my life right now, being an outsider, I'm looking at two Angelinos right now. I'm a New Yorker. On the outside, looking in, LAFC in this community gave me a social network, gave me friends, gave me so much that I, I I'm so. I'm so humble and appreciative of the community. I mean, and that's why I love this club, and I will put it on a higher pedestal. Believe it or not, on a higher pedestal than even the Mets, which was my first love Casey, in this world. It's
0: how he met me. So, I mean, you're welcome. There you go. Nothing cricket. Not even a bit. <laughs> so, I got. I got one more question for you, and then we'll let you off the hook. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about this. Um, you mentioned everybody that we'll see. Obviously, one of the people that we won't see anymore is Mauricio Facio. And Mo was such a large part of everything that goes into the 3252, Christmas tree lane, everything else. What does Mo mean to you, especially now in this moment, as you become president of 3252 and you get to impart your part of your legacy on this?
2: Mo was everything good about the 3252. The he embodied the 3252 like no one else. The ideals, his mannerisms, the way he conducted himself, I the type of friend he was, it was it's incredible. Hard to put into words, hard to quantify the type of man, the quality of man that he is. Right? All the ideals about the big picture and the potential of the 3252, a lot of it rests on his shoulders. A lot of it rests on the work that him and Jimmy and the predecessors have laid down as a path forward for us, as a goal that we want as far as inclusivity, as far as the level of active support that we want, right? Like, that was... It's incredible. He's the absolute embodiment of everything positive that we want the 3252 to be someday. And he is forever going to be recognized as an integral part of building the 3252 to what it is today and what it is going to be in the future. As far as how we want things to go, as far as the direction we want to take, the path we want to lead, as far as the examples we want to set... um, it's hard to say that I don't want to make him proud, sure of I don't want to stain the legacy that he has left because he's an incredible man with an incredible heart who was giving till his very last day, and he cared about everyone else, and it it's resonated with me. Um, he's definitely gonna be missed. He was always that person who had that just that right thing to say, yeah, whether to break the ice to help you feel better. Whatever it was, he just always had the right thing to say and you just can't replace that. You can't replace the man that he is, but I promise you we will do our best to honor him in his memory and build this up to be what he believed we could.
0: Look, Philly, I don't know how long it says that we've been going so far. I really don't think it matters. But this is a
1: special moment here's, a special pod.
0: Here's the thing. We we gave Casey the choice of either coming on the pod and talking about the game and hanging out with us, and then us recording a second episode, which would just be like an interview-style thing. And he said, no, 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 we're good. We can, we can do it all in one. And we kept him for almost two episodes long worth the time. But, man, are we having a good time here in Phil Monster Studios. There might not be air conditioning. There might not be a light bulb that works all the way up at the top of your ceiling still, even You're though that was alone, dude. pre-pandemic. It's tall feet. It's <laughs> tall ladder. It is really tall. <laughs> Domestically challenged. It's, you are. We, we had that conversation. Literally, you guys, he's owning it more and more as he, you know. Gets, no, I've always owned it. Yeah, but now it seems like here it's a badge. It's like a it's Philly's Philly's marriage badge instead of marriage. <laughs> no, badges, no, it's a, gets... badge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a demerit badge. It's a demerit badge. Look, it's, he's my probably... wife
1: is from the Midwest in the army knows how to fix things the only thing that needs to happen to me uh, further emasculate me is for me to ride on the back of her harley i don't know how to do a damn thing you would ride in, in the, the sidecar if she's driving i'm waiting for that pathetic day pathetic in the household and i admit it but i know how to order
0: takeout but on. man our, we're, we're hanging out at pinocchio shout out to pinocchio this we're we're hanging out with everybody, Casey. We hung out with him for ninety minutes in North End. We hung out with him for long, far longer oh, than yeah. ninety minutes. I mean, that's what I love on the it? podcast. And look, you, you guys, you, you might think that a lot of what we do is absolutely off the wall and nuts, but you know what? We it's try to our entertainment. It's, it's our podcast, and I got to say, we've done a <laughs> And hundred- you will listen to every damn word we have to <laughs> say. Saying. No, but but here's what I will say. 172, 173 episodes in. I think we've earned our ability to
1: talk about what we want. Not just that.
0: This is some of the most fun we've ever had, man. Yeah. We, Casey, we've enjoyed every minute with we love you. you. I
2: appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. You I, know, I love nice. seeing y'all in person. I love hanging out. Opportunity to come on the pod. I couldn't say no. It was great to just hang out with you guys.
0: Love it. Love it. And... Heart of LAFC, don't worry, he's coming soon. He's, yeah. he's ready after all this crazy. And
1: music. make sure you listen to Casey and Sujin on FCFC. Yes. it's all about the LAFC Pod Fam, folks. Yes,
0: absolutely. We look, there are so many cool people involved in this Pod Fam, but
1: shoulder to shoulder. Know. Yeah,
0: we got we got everybody. Look, there there are lots of cool outlets out there. Uh, even, yeah, we got the the Max and Vince podcast is back. MVP. Too, which I, I, I love that podcast. I, I'm waiting, by the way. I'm calling two people out at the end of our podcast. Oh, he's going Christopher Walken. Oh, on. Uh, <laughs> two, two guys who don't get in a podcast room enough anymore are Jordan Harvey and our friend Larry Friedman. Oh. Where? Oh. Where is that podcast? Larry. Jordan. Larry. Larry and Jordan. Oh, Jesus. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't mean for that. Bad.
2: No, but hey, That's what Larry she Friedman, said.
0: we know you listen. We know you listen. We Jordan, definitely know you listen. Jordan, we know you listen. Get yourselves back in a room and start talking about cool stuff again. We miss you guys more than anything. And we
1: volunteer as your next guest. Yeah, hey. Anytime you want to have
0: us on, first I guess you should have Casey on. Yeah. But uh after you're done with he all the kids. smells good... nicer than the both oh, of us. Jeez. Well, actually. I was right next to him. We smell pretty equally today. <laughs> Love you, KC. Love but,
2: you too, man.
0: But look, after you're done with KC, we're ready. We're not sure We're not sure you're going to ask like us. Sounds like some Game of Thrones But we're ready. <laughs> we're, we're, we're waiting in the on-deck circle, if you will. So go ahead and call on us. But look, guys, we've talked for like two hours.
1: Two hours, uh, 17 minutes, and 43 this, seconds. What? I don't know what the edit's going to be. You
0: know what? Again, we don't care. Uh, this was
1: a jovial evening. We had a we're together. Time. Family in Philip Monster Studios and Phila Monster Studios as we know it isn't going to be the same forever. I'm selling this house provided my ceiling doesn't fall into a leak, <laughs> which, but, is a which is a possibility. <laughs> I don't, don't understand how this bad luck happens to me. Murphy's Law. Can go, yeah,
0: Dan, it's Dan, Daniel Murphy,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, look, we're together. This is a great time. We had a win, jovial situation, two pods in one. This was a great episode, and we really hope you stuck around for all two hours and however many minutes of it will be after we edit it. I love doing this pod. I love hanging out with you. I love seeing you every morning and the fact that we got to hang out in the North End and hang out after hours, and we still got plenty of time to hang out after hours anyway. It's kind of funny. All our significant others are passed out in the <laughs> other room. We're going to roll out of there like bats out of hell. But this was a great pod. I had a blast. Casey, I hope you had a blast too.
2: Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Thank
1: yeah. you for being on. And, yo, we hope to have you on again. We'll just we'll just chat about LAFC. Hopefully, you know, more, more positive games at the very least Jimmy can say all he wants about (laughs) me being a cursed sports fan Uh, he can't take away the fact that Philly and the Scarf being in the north north end finally led to another LAFC win but an LAFC win where they had three goals and not two goals
0: that's right and look this might be 172 173 episodes in so you know how we like to end all of our episodes
2: Bye 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 bye